interrupt our program to bring you this important message. Hey, you salty preps. Welcome to the Salt Report. (laughs) (laughs) Where three of the saltiest nerds on the internet dish out all their salt regarding video games, cosplay, comic books, movies, preps, and everything else in between. I'm Jake Lionheart, and I'm here with Kay. Hi. And Jesse. Hello. And, um... How are you gothic kids doing today? Um, I'm doing... Which gothic kids exactly? I'm doing, uh, I don't know. you know, really bad, you know? Fang, fangs, yeah. uh, fangs to you, Jake. Get it? Because I'm gothic? Yeah, because you're I'm, gothic. Uh, yeah, I know. I'm doing really bad because I just can't seem to get rid of those fajucking vampires. <laughs> <laughs> or whatever yeah. the fucking line is. <laughs> I, I was doing good until I ran into Dumbledore, and he, uh... He shouted, what are you doing, you motherfuckers? <laughs> yeah. Did he call- and he ruined my time with Diablos, so... Ron is Diablo. <laughs> and his fiery red hair. His... It, oh shit! That's probably why they called him Diablo. They were running out of Diablos. they were running out of fucking weird goth things to call people, and they're like, "Uh, Ron's Diablo." <laughs> yeah, I was. I was just so funny as y'all was reading it. I was like, I have questions, and then you were like, I have questions. <laughs> I know. I hope you didn't expect There's any no of time. Them. There's no time, Jake. None of them are going to get answered ever. And, like, the thing is, is I kept pointing out the continuity errors like it fucking mattered. Yeah. <laughs> there was um someone who drew, like, all of uh, Ebony, Darkness, Dementia, Raven Way's outfits throughout the... <laughs> like, exactly as described throughout the story. Oh and it was God. amazing. And sometimes she would she would like do things like describe her underwear, but forget to describe whether or not she was wearing pants or a skirt or something. <laughs> so that she just threw her in her underwear and like. One of my favorite. Okay, so you know that part where it's raining and snowing outside, which by the way is just called sleet. Uh. <laughs> but anyway, the beginning part where she's like, "It was raining and snow and snowing outside." I saw some preps and I flipped them off, right? I showed them the middle finger. Yeah. Okay. So somebody. I I put my middle fingers up at them. Yeah. (laughs) So somebody drew it because you know she describes herself before that as wearing like hot pink fishnets and a mini skirt and it's snowing. It's like sleeting outside. And then they drew it and like, so she's standing there in the sleet alone with her hair blowing in her mini skirt and there's like some hufflepuffs walking by and they're like uh are you are you okay are you cold and she just sticks her middle fingers up at them and the hufflepuffs are like what the fuck yeah. <laughs> i see if i can find it it's suck it preps suck it preps it was so fucking funny oh my gosh I, yeah i was dying the online. good charlotte references in this year of our lord <laughs> <laughs> did you guys know i had a good yeah. charlotte poster when i was a kid oh no yeah and i had an mcr i had two mcr posters mcr <laughs> yeah my chemical romance i love how like dated this like fanfic is too because i'm like it's so like it's so <laughs> distilled <dated>. early 2000s <laughs> <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm like good charlotte avril lavigne mcr the word Marilyn Manson. The fact that it's prep. a Harry Potter fic. Yeah. Did you know <laughs> that I have gone to... Wait, it might be four. F- three or four My Chemical Romance concerts <laughs> in my lifetime. Nice. So suck on that. I feel like part of the reason I like love My Immortal so much, but it also hurts me, 
is that I, I, I wasn't her exactly because she's clearly like homophobic. A child. Yeah, and a child. And so she's like scared of gays, I guess. And I was trying not to be gay because I was scared of myself. But like I wasn't, I didn't like, obviously my moms were gay. So I wasn't going to be like, yeah, it was a complicated, you know, you know, when you're like scared to be yourself or whatever. So instead of like dealing with that internal angst and accepting myself, I decided to become goth. And, um, (laughs) and so I wore those outfits. I wore the hot pink fishnets and leather corsety, like, I had hot pink trip pants. Not hot pink, but, you know, the black trip pants with the chains and shit hanging off of them? Yeah. I had a chain on my wallet. As you guys saw, you guys saw my scene phase, which came after my goth phase. (laughs) I had, like, all the black and red checkered bullshit, and, uh, you know, I only wore red eyeshadow and black eyeliner, and um, those were my only two, like, pieces of makeup that I wore, Uh, and so, like, essentially, that was me, and I remember clearly, vividly, I got so pissed off once, because I went to camp, and... I art camp and I was like doing my art thing and this one guy was like you're not actually goth you're a poser and I was so mad oh. I was so angry and now he's like what a prep what a prep and now that I'm older I'm like I was really pissed off about that and that's fucking hilarious <laughs> but yeah that that whole thing was just like my youth so then I'm just kind of like this is just uncomfortably like too close to the truth and a lot of my friends are just slightly well I guess you guys are older than me but a couple of my friends are like slightly younger than me so they missed the early 2000s as far as like being (laughs) angsty in the early 2000s and I'm like you were saved um saved I know I have a friend who's who's turning 23 this week and same thing just like missed out on she's only like three years younger than me but she, she missed out well, four I guess but she missed out on all this weird shit in the early 2000s yeah. cause she was too young okay you know what thing that I miss the most about the early 2000s fucking weird ass <laughs> plastic furniture because I had an inflatable purple chair that was like see-through purple and it was inflatable. It was like the coolest fucking thing I ever owned. Fucking staticked the hell out of me. Most uncomfortable piece of shit. But I was like, I look so fucking cool. <laughs> I love the the fact that it was just a big advertisement for Hot Topic. <laughs> yeah, they go to Hot Topic all the time. Uh, yeah. My favorite part is how she goes back and gives people weird, gives Harry po- Potter characters weird backstories that they didn't have. Yeah, that was pretty odd. Uh, I like, like whoa, the Hermione one was wow. The Hermione her one, yeah, Hermione Granger. Her last was name wild. was Smith. I know. Couldn't Why did they give her a different last Smith. name? Why did she have a different last name? Like, what was what was necessary? Granger is not even like an uncommon name. No, no. And then they're like, <laughs> her last name was really Smith and not Granger. And I'm like, why? And then, yeah. then the part about Neville's family with the the <laughs> like that he went that he, okay. So you know what's weird to me is if you don't know that in the like canon, Neville's parents were like tortured until they went crazy. 
Um, so he didn't yeah. really grow up with parents anyway. So then she goes out of her way to give him parents and then kills them anyway. <laughs> kills them in a car crash, yeah. And a car crash is being written because maybe that, yeah, they're that came up in the, Wait, that came up in the later book, so maybe when this was being written that hadn't been revealed yet. Really? Maybe. I mean, they kind of bring it up. I, I think they kind of like, bring it up in the third one that he was raised by his grandma because he does the ridiculous thing. This is, you guys are just they don't, finding like, out. I don't think they go into much. a ton of detail about what happens until the Goblet of Fire. Yeah. So I, I just maybe think it's weird this was that, like, I mean, I think. Oh, but then again, she knew what Voldemort looked like. And he yeah, she really did know what Voldemort looked like, so she had to have read so. the Goblet of Fire. I love that Voldemort yeah. gives her a gun. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. why? And then she shoots everybody else with it. I know. Like, she shoots everybody but Harry with the fucking gun. Yeah. If Voldemort had a gun the whole tails. time, why didn't he just kill Harry with the gun back? With the gun. In the first place? I would have just waited for Voldemort to just we like could have avoided this whole thing. I would have just yeah. waited for him to come back over and over again until he ran out of Horcruxes, and every time he came back, just shot him with a gun. <laughs> Fucking Harry becomes a sniper. It's an entirely different series. Um, but yeah, no, you do mention a very good point uh, in that um, that she mentioned that Neville's family were vampires. And earlier she had said she's a vampire, so she can't die. And unless she, unless she gets staked, unless right? she gets staked, so how the fuck did his family die? Was it a car crash Listen, and they all ran it. into some stakes at the same time? <laughs> they crashed into a steak truck. <laughs> yeah, and it's the food kind of steak yeah. truck. Yeah. <laughs> no, what other? Yeah, he gets slapped in the face with a raw piece of meat. <laughs> there's another weird part where uh, she thinks that Draco had killed himself, and she like goes, she gets so sad, she goes and like slits her wrist, and she's like laying in a bath tub or whatever and i'm like wait a minute she went out of her way to mention that vampires don't die and went out of her way to mention that he was a vampire and that he yeah. was found dead because he slit his wrists but he can't die if he slits his wrist because she slit her wrist a billion times and she's still alive and she specifically mentions that she won't die from it because she's a vampire yeah and i'm like right. why did her character get so upset and then somehow so presumably dumbledore found his body and that's why dumbledore told everyone that draco was dead i think you mean dumbledore <laughs> excuse me dumbledore, dumbledore <laughs> but yeah. then but then um but then later her and harry excuse me vampire they like they, dying. I love I love when Harry's like, I have a plan. And their plan is just to apparate to Voldemort's house that they somehow know where he is. And then they just take Draco and leave. And I'm like, why didn't you just do this in the beginning if you <laughs> I have so many questions and there's no answers. Oh, this is a so this funny. this fic has the same writing team as um S- Star Wars. <laughs> People are gonna like fucking shank me because I'm like mm, the new Star Wars movie and My Immortal have a lot in common. <laughs> right up there with why didn't the eagles just fucking fly the dwarves to the fucking mountain in the fucking Hobbit movie? Oh, yeah. <laughs> because. Because Sauron would have saw them coming. <laughs> <laughs> Just don't worry about yeah. it. 
I swear. The biggest red flag, though, was like right at the beginning when she's all like, my last name is Way. No relation to Gerard Way, but it would be awesome because he's such a hottie. And I'm like, wait, that would... Would that be so that, weird? That'd be problematic. Is Gerard <laughs> yeah. Way the singer of Good Charlotte? Is that who that is? No, Gerard Way is the lead singer um, of My Chemical Romance and also comic okay. book writer. Yeah. I don't I don't know these bands. <laughs> so... The best part about that is there's one part where she's describing his icy blue eyes, but if she was a real My Chemical Romance fan, she would know that Gerard's eyes are not blue. <laughs> I have to verify yeah. this now. And this is yeah, they are in fact brown. Parade, right? <laughs> <laughs> what? I said this was before the Black Parade, right? Because she didn't mention his bleach hair. <laughs> yeah, this is way before the Black Parade. <clears throat> this was oh, clearly just after... Um, uh, fuck. Three cheers for sweet revenge got big. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. Oh, man. That's right. You're fucking with a real Mike <laughs> expert. <laughs> we haven't even gotten to the... I can't even talk. We haven't even gotten to yeah. the sponsor in our we hearts. We spent 15 fucking minutes talking about My Immortal. <laughs> because My Immortal is a lot to unpack. And the viewers deserve some... The viewers deserve some, like, closure. <laughs> yeah, so I, I guess we should move into. Uh, you forgot the sponsor. Our, our oh hearts. yeah, yeah. Which I don't know. I guess I guess I'm gonna say it. I'll but say it. gonna have to explain it. <laughs> oh, okay, go for it. It's it's McCree's concealed cowboy taint. <laughs> because this post went on in my fucking. Uh, I'm sitting here. Barbecue sauce on my titties. Anyway, I'm sitting here <laughs> and I'm scrolling through my dashboard while I'm talking to my good friends from the Salt Report and this stupid fucking post comes up and it's like, we got ass jiggle from this nameless assassin from Talon, but we still haven't seen McCree's taint. And I'm just like, why would you want to see McCree's taint? His concealed cowboy taint. I mean, if you're into that, then you do you, but, like, jeez. It's like a weird... Yeah. There's nothing attractive about the taint of any human. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. I like to... Th- There's, like, probably so many, like, McCree fans are like, I would beg to differ, <laughs> Jesse. Okay, but you, we do finally see his naked tape, and it just says "yeehaw," like he has a tattoo that says oh, no. "yeehaw" on his tape. Oh, that would be hilarious! Make it happen, Jeff. Make it happen. I'm sorry to everybody who listens to us in the car. Uh, so specifically, um, he's our dad, but not our daddy at JG Greer, uh, who keeps yeah. having terrible drive-through incidents with us. I hope you get yeah. through the drive-through right as I say McCree's concealed cowboy Imagine. Oh yeah, because it was him uh, that went through the drive-through just as, like the second you said, that's right, fish dick. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, well, I can never order from this restaurant again. I can never go back. Oh man. So yeah, that was our sponsor in our hearts, everyone. <laughs> yeah, so I guess uh, jumping into pre-salt. Um, my first pre-salt is um, Square Enix announced that they were doing a Venom Snake play arts figure for like thirty bucks, which is like almost like ninety percent off. Um, because you know those 
uh, play arts figures are like really highly detailed and I think they usually start at 50 bucks. Mm-hmm. Um, especially for like characters that aren't as popular, but then when you get popular characters, they're like in the hundreds to two hundreds. I think if you're trying to get like a solid snake from metal gear, that's probably like 200 on like eBay and, um, Amazon, unless you get like, you know, the quote unquote, like, it fell out of the back of a truck eBay ones that when you actually win the bidding war, they'd actually don't send you anything. Yeah. Um, um, not that I know that from firsthand experience. <laughs> cough, cough. Um, That's but, so sad. Uh, yeah, so I saw that. <laughs> yeah, it's super sad. I was super upset when I had to like email eBay like, I've been waiting for like two weeks and I haven't got anything and the tracking number doesn't match up, so help. But um, yeah, so they, they had... Um, said they were going to do, like, the sneaking suit um, Venom Snake. And so I'm like, oh, dope. Like, I really want that one. Because I already have, like, the Ocelot from Phantom Pain. So I'm like, that'd be perfect. He can have a pal. <laughs> or a boyfriend. Depending <laughs> on how you look at the lore. Or a frenemy. <laughs> oh, there's so many shippers or- of that particular ship. And I ended up down a dark yeah. rabbit hole of, like... Because I was like, who are I mean, these people? Basically it- canon. <laughs> I, yeah. yeah. Well, that's it's what I. It's that, that Ocelot's obsessed with Big Boss. So. Well, you know what's <laughs> yeah. funny is like as as I was going through all the fan art because this art, you know, when you find a really good artist and you're like, I don't really know what this ship is, but I'm going down with it. Um, <laughs> I was going through and I'm like, oh, clearly this is just canon. And so I eventually, when I left, I was like, well, that's the end of my research on Solid. <laughs> like that's the end of my fucking Metal yeah. Gear research. <laughs> yeah so um yeah so i was like oh cool i'm gonna do this and so I, I went over to the page and like they were sold out like quick like it was like you can be put on a back list and here send us your email and i'm like dang that sucks and i'm like i don't know if they're gonna like you know is that like a rain check do i still get it for 30 bucks or you know how's that gonna work and um lo and behold a little baby angel on Twitter by the name of Chris Mosier was like, hey, I've got like five Big Boss Play Arts figures. Why? How about I send you one? Why? <laughs> Yo, why? <laughs> he just love him some Big Boss. That's like when he, he's fucking... Maybe he got them as gifts. That's like when fucking yeah. Nikki had like three three DSs and she's like, hey, do you want one? And I'm like, why do you <laughs> have three? <laughs> Yeah, I think Chris has like a yeah a big boss from every game, so um, that's probably why he has like five of them. But then like yeah, he's like I've got one. And he's all like, um, I'll send it to you. And so happy birthday to me. He actually, what was crazy was he sent it on March thirty first. Happy birthday, Nikki. And um, <laughs> and it got here like Monday, so it got here super fast. So it was pretty awesome. So. I don't know um, anything thanks, Chris. about Chris um, <laughs> except for his interactions with uh, Jeremy, and mm-hmm. so I know I know he likes swords. Um, I know he right. likes his girlfriend, and I know that him and Jeremy talk about supernatural. So he also likes hunks, and I know mm-hmm. that him and Jeremy have like a Nick Frost Simon Pegg thing going on, um, <laughs> as far as their friendship, and that's all I know about Chris. Yeah, and now you know his obsession for Big Boss. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. I don't. I, I hope someone tells him that this is if if you're a random viewer of like of like pieces of his Twitter, 
this is what this is the conclusion you come to through Jeremy. <laughs> yeah. So um yeah, so that was that was pretty awesome. Um uh yeah, I was I was like shocked. I'm like, dude, are you sure cuz those aren't cheap and I'm pretty sure he got it at full price, but I'm like super grateful and happy and now my ocelot has a friend um to hang out with. Um and then my my next bit of pre-salt is um just video game stuff. Like I had like I took a 4-day like weekend for my birthday. So like I played all kinds of Warframe and then I got like a new Warframe called Oberon, who I think I'm gonna like main. I for whatever reason I just love the character. And he does the most like cool like idol animations. Like he'll do like some cool like karate kung fu moves and you're like, Oh, this is cool. But then he does the most like anime boy type stuff. Like he looks at his revolvers, like, why am I holding these? They're too I don't know, like it's just I find it adorable. And I'm like, this dude is such an anime boy, but he's like this big bulky like goat looking dude um so i love him and i've got some salt about him unfortunately <laughs> you were so um, close to having pure love for something on this salt report i mean i still love him but like it, it, there's some salty stuff i gotta get out of the way um and then i played uh some more witcher and um i have some salt about that too but <laughs> Just when I was just like, um, I don't think this game is as great as everybody's making it out to seem like or make it out to be. Um, I ended up going through this like quest that like honestly like shocked me. And it's like what I must be like the second or third quest um where you deal with the bloody baron. Um, I don't know. You both have Witcher, don't you? Yep. Yeah. But I haven't played it much yet. So I don't remember if I did that quest. It's the one where like the dude's wife and, and daughter are missing and you have to go find them. I don't know if you oh, get that far. That does sound familiar. Yeah. And like at first I was just like, okay, this is probably gonna track them down and then they're probably gonna be dead. And then there's this whole like like abuse family abuse and miscarriage and like um I don't know, it was crazy, like it shocked me. I was like, Whoa, I was not expecting it to go like this and um the story kind of drew like it, it hooked me, and I'm like, okay, now I see what people are saying about with the story, because I enjoyed the second one, but I have not been enjoying this this third one so far. Like, I, well, that's because the first I feel like two quests, if I remember correctly, in the first one are like fucking boring as hell. <laughs> <laughs> like the whole first part of that game, I'm like, okay, that that's it. That was my entire feeling. Except I love the fighting mechanics, so. I was having fun fighting shit, but, like, mostly the first parts, the first, like, quests of that game, if I remember correctly, are very, like, okay. (laughs) I guess I'm doing this now. Yeah, like, and then, I don't know, like, I I have not been enjoying the fighting mechanics. Really? I have a lot of fun with the fighting mechanics. I, I just, I don't know. It's either I don't get it, or it's just been so long since I played a Witcher and I'm playing all kinds of other stuff that I think plays a little bit better. Um, I think Witcher is one of those games that, like, you have to think about a lot at once when you're playing. Um, Yeah, and and see, that's what it is, too. There's there's so much you can do that I think maybe that's what's overwhelming me. And all I do is spam the light sword attack when I can, you know, throw signs. And, like, when I was fighting the griffin, like, I'm like, how do I shoot this thing? Like, it was pissing me off that I didn't understand how to shoot the crossbow. 
And then after I beat it, I felt stupid that I figured it out. And I'm like, this is like making me upset. You went through the, (laughs) you went through the, in the, in the flashback, you went through the training, right? Yeah. Yeah. But I don't remember there being a crossbow in the training. There wasn't, but like, I, I feel like it basically gives you like a sense of like how all the mechanics work. Yeah, and that's, I think that's why I've been just sticking to the sword and dodging and parrying and all that stuff, but I was just so like... See, I'm already getting my salt about it, so. <laughs> I think I think but it's like, just like, because I play healers in games a lot, and we're like, I don't know how to say this, but like, we're focused on a lot happening at once, because it's like, I have mm-hmm. to try not to die, and then like, I have all these like, abilities, and some of them are DPS, and some of them are more like, healing, and blah blah blah, and you have to make sure that you're compatriots aren't dying so i feel like if you're used to fucking being that there is no pepe sylvia board all the time when you're playing (laughs) like yeah it's you're probably gonna be a little more used to the mechanics at first whereas um some other like games don't really like make you used to it so i feel like it is a little bit complex i don't think you need as many signs as they give you to be honest like Yeah. yeah i'm like i don't I can't use all of these. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of mechanics in that game. Yeah. Just yeah. a lot. A lot. I, yeah. And then I just think I'm just being impatient because, like, I already want all the cool gear and then the better weapons. And I'm like, I'm, I'm barely on, like, the second or third quest. And this game is, like, what, 60 hours plus just the vanilla game without the two DLCs? The vanilla so, game. <laughs> the vanilla game, yeah. The one thing I will say though is I find Siri a lot more fun than Geralt. Like, like I like the way that she moves faster. Um, I like her dodge, how she has that like blink move, and she's um, beautiful. Yes, and yeah, and I want her to yeah, break me in half. <laughs> <laughs> Look into yeah, her beautiful eyes, and she eyes. has like cool attitude. Yeah, she's cool. Um, yeah, she's cool. I'm I'm okay with her being Carol's daughter. That's fine. <laughs> How long Makes the beat sense. says the main story of The Witcher with nothing else is 48 and a half hours. Ah! And if, you do the, if you do the extra quest plus the main story, it's 101 hours. Oh, God. Yeah. Completionist is 167 hours. Uh, yeah. Hey. That's and then you die days. and it takes 10 minutes to reload. Y'all, y'all know why I'm not a completionist right there. Like, people yeah, get same. salty yeah. with me, but I'm like, nope. I just want to power through. Like, there's a small child. I was playing a uh, legend. I was playing a uh, Breath of the Wild with at, at Nikki's house, and this like small child came up to me and was like, "Hello!" And it, they clearly had a quest for me, and I just ran from. Them. <laughs> I was like, "Nope, no side quest." <laughs> Gotta yeah. defeat Ganon. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, I if, if like... your completionist run takes a week to complete, that's a lot you're asking of me. <laughs> yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. And then, like, when you die, it takes, like, forever to reload. Like, I was doing this little side mission where it's, like, you had to save the horsies from the burning barn. And, like, I was getting so upset because I kept on, like, passing out because you run out of breath because of the smoke or whatever. And I'm like, all I want to do is save the horsies! Like, (laughs) get it together! (laughs) Like, um, yeah, I was, like, really fun. And I died, like, three or four times. And if feels like it takes forever for it to reload but yeah i finally saved the horsies and i felt dumb because it was like super easy but um 
Yeah, I'm, I'm already getting salty in my pre-salt, so I'll just stop there and I'll save the rest for the salt. <laughs> so that's my pre-salt. All right. Well, my my primary thing that I'm going to talk about throughout this whole episode is SoccerCon. Yay! Yay! I was at SoccerCon this weekend and it was fun. Um, I made lots of responsible purchasing decisions, of course, as you do at a convention. Um, <laughs> <laughs> on the last day, we were in the vendor's hall, and I saw this carbuncle plush um, from Final Fantasy XV. And it was so cute and so soft, and it's quite large. It's, like, the size of a corgi. And I'm just like, oh, this is oh, it's, wow. this is the vendor's hall. So it's probably, like, a $50 toy. Mm, do I really want this? Mm, excuse <laughs> me, how much does this cost? And she's like, $25. And I'm like, it's mine now. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Um, it is very nice. Uh, it's very cute. That's so um, cute. And I also got some cute keychains from the art. The artist alley had some like really good shit in it this year, especially if you were a Devilman Crybaby fan um, or a Final Fantasy 15 fan. But I got some keychains for. Um, I got one for Journey. Um, and that one I like because the uh, keychain clip part is heart shaped, which I think is really cute. Aww. And then I got a uh, my friend bought me a Final Fantasy fifteen uh, themed keychain that was really great. Um, and I got a from the, also from the vendors hall. I got a little um, statue that's a Moogle dressed as a chocobo that flaps its wings when you put it in sunlight, which is really cute. <laughs> oh, that's cool. Um, and I later that same night I got it signed by the voice actors of Prompto and Noctis. <laughs> So that's fun. Hey. <laughs> they were both there. They're very nice. Uh, they seemed extremely tired. It was very late at night. <laughs> <laughs> Prompto's voice actor actually quite literally bumped into my friend on the street. Um, <laughs> we, were, we were all crossing oh, no and he way. accidentally knocked into her. And we're, he's like, oh, I'm sorry. And then my other friend was like, are you Robbie Damon? And he's like, yeah. And she just freaked out. And we're like, bitch, be cool. What are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, it's hilarious. Oh man, yeah, it was a good time. Um, I I did not get Fang one hundred percent done for the convention. I didn't get the Blade of Lance done because I was going crazy, and I'm like, okay, it's th- I just need to yeah. finish this another time. But I did wear the costume still because um, that was finished. Uh, so uh, had had a good time with that. The people who like Final Fantasy thirteen that saw me did seem to be pretty excited about it. So. That's always nice to see. Um, oh, dope. Uh, there was, and I was telling Jesse earlier about this really cool Guts cosplayer I saw that was wearing the Berserker armor, and he made it all out of metal, and you could hear him coming down the hallways. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's cool. Um, so that was really neat. Uh, yeah, I had a good time. I my, my friends and I didn't drive each other crazy. I mean, that's more than you can ask for a lot yeah, of times when you're stuck in a hotel room. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. And it was definitely something we were worried about because we we're just like because this was the first time we'd um, been to an out of state convention snore? before. Uh, one did on the last day because she was starting to come down with con plague. Yeah. But well, we, let me. T- a, a person who will go unnamed, um, <laughs> who is an acquaintance of Nikki, very very nice person, super sweet person, fucking snores like like some kind of dragon in sleeping upon its horde and I, I tried everything I tried listening to music I could still hear him snoring the whole fucking time and like it didn't matter where we were in the room you could hear him snoring and there like by day two 
it was already day two, and I'm like, this person is so kind, but I want to smother them with their pillow while they sleep, because <laughs> I'm just, like, losing my goddamn mind. I somehow did it. Like, eventually you get so tired that, like, you just fall asleep anyway, but... <laughs> I'm I'm glad that nobody snored until the end because that is what really undoes you. That's what breaks yeah, you. I um I will say that I was pretty exhausted that trip cuz especially the first night cuz I had just driven about 13 hours overnight to Seattle. Yeah. So I went to bed early and actually um I remember like I went to bed at like 9 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. I was exhausted. Uh that would have been about 10 my time. So not absurdly early, but still. And like a couple hours later, um, my friend came into the room and lay down and I, and it woke me up and I was like so disoriented. I didn't know where I was. <laughs> so, <laughs> oh, wow. so I like sat up straight in bed and I'm just like, what time is it? It was like one of those sleeps where like you sleep so hard that you feel like no time has passed and you wake up and it's been hours and it's like, oh my God. So I was so disoriented. <laughs> but um other than that not and the snoring issue at the very end oh and she also i i teased her relentlessly about this but on the last night she kept in her sleep she kept digging her toes into my her cold toes into my legs and i'm like stop (laughs) i do that to nikki but i do it on purpose (laughs) she was asleep she did not know she was doing this well nikki sometimes elbows me when she's asleep so i feel like if I want to warm my fucking freezing icy missiles on her <laughs> warm legs, I'm going to do it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, we hadn't shared a hotel room before because we'd never been to an out-of-state convention together. So it's like, are we going to kill each other? Who knows? Yeah. Uh, yeah. But we didn't. So that's always good. I'm glad. Yeah. That's a big yeah. part of your enjoyment of a con. Yes. Yeah, is whether is the other people. And cause I've, I've been to plenty of conventions with people that made me absolutely miserable. So yeah. um, it was good to not have that this time, especially when I'm hundreds of miles from home and can't just leave. <laughs> um, but yeah, good times good times um and the other thing i wanted to talk about is that uh ign published an article about the dark souls remaster and some uh changes that they are making which i in the doc i have called quality of life improvements um because <laughs> they i can't be mad about them they're kind of um uh, i mean the graphics are weird and other people have talked about that and i don't really want to get into it yeah, but yeah. um they've done things like increase the max number of Online players from four to six uh, using the dried finger item, like in Dark Souls three, um, and password matchmaking's being added. Um, Dope. The level scaling for friends with the password matchmaking is being added. So stuff that they added to the later games, or is kind of getting retroactively added to Dark Souls one. I can't really be mad about it because it's going to make it easier to play online. And if you don't mm-hmm. play online, it's not really going to affect you anyway. Um, healing. I'm looking at the article right now. Healing items are not available during PvP except for the Estus Flask, and they are going to have the number of Estus Flasks for Phantoms. Um, <laughs> so, it's, so to avoid, as they say, to avoid long, drawn out battles. Um, yeah. <laughs> Suck on that. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't there like an addition of like extra bonfires or something? There like is. That? Um, I'm looking for it right now. I, as far as I know, there is only one extra bonfire that they're adding, and it is close to Vamos, the, the blacksmith. 
which again, I okay. can't be mad about. Vamos is the skeleton blacksmith in the catacombs who is yeah. basically unreachable in the normal game. Like you, you're going to find him once and you're probably not going to go out of your way to visit him again because he's such a nightmare <laughs> to reach and it's not really worth it um, unless you really, really, really want a chaos weapon. But there's other ways to do that that aren't so hard to do. So really, why would you hurt yourself like that? Um, <laughs> so I honestly, I think it's kind of a good change. It, it makes this blacksmith that I never used more accessible. Um, you can also switch covenants at bonfires, which you couldn't do before. Um, and uh, you can use multiple items at once, uh, which you could not do instead of one at a time, like in the original game. Um, which is a big one and like, thank you, honestly. Um, yeah, yeah, I mean, this is stuff I really can't get mad about. I think they're, they're very small additions to the game. Um, with the exception of bonfire, which I am also not mad about. I just think that they're, like I said there, I think they're kind of quality, quality of life improvements that are just going to make the game. Like it, it, I wouldn't say it makes the game easier necessarily, but maybe more accessible. Is I was the word about to I'm say to accessible too. Yeah. Like a lot of people are probably, uh, uh, I feel like a lot of people as far as like who are going to buy the games are people who thought about playing dark souls, but maybe, or well, maybe they played three and they want to go back and play the other yeah. one. They don't have a PS3 but the or first something. one's such a fucking nightmare when you're used to three yeah. that it's just like, and I, I feel like who they're making these for. I mean, I feel like some people, I mean, definitely there's crazy Dark Souls fans who will just buy them anyway, but a lot of people... You know, like me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I feel like a lot of people, like, if playing this one, it will encourage them to play more Souls games or buy the other ones if they feel like this one's accessible yeah. to them, you know? Yeah. And I mean, there's stuff... A couple people were worried about them adding um, warping from the beginning, which is something they added in Dark Souls 2. It doesn't look like they're adding that, Um so that's fine. Uh, I mean, there's there's definitely things that they, um, I suppose, could add to the game, but looks like they aren't going to. So it's still going to be, it's still going to be Dark Souls one. And yeah. there's definitely weird stuff in that game that they kind of changed or fixed with later installments. And so doing stuff like changing the PvP a little bit is that really that big of a deal? I mean, I barely played PvP in Dark Souls one because of the way it functioned. Um, and also because by the time I got around to finally playing that game, like all the way through, <laughs> barely anybody was playing it on PS3 anymore. Um, but you know, like having six players in, in the game, that's, that's fine. Um, it's just like dark souls three, but, and definitely, um, enjoy that you, that they're making it more difficult for people to, do these long drawn out battles although you could still be an <laughs> asshole and like hit and run or something <laughs> yeah but you can do that in all the games so that's not really that different yeah i, I i'm not going to talk about the graphics i know they they look weird there's not really that much to say about it they they just look yeah. strange and gross but eh. yeah hopefully they fix that before launch i guess it's just yeah it, it mm, the ps3 version looks better <laughs> it's weird yeah that's crazy right yeah <laughs> The textures and, have you know, more, was, like, character and depth and... Yeah. And, you know, I was thinking about it, too. Like, I was, like... The, the graphics hold up so well on Dark Souls. Like, it's one of those games that, like... 
I remember playing it on 360 and thinking like, holy crap, this looks like yeah, Demon Demon Souls is kind of the ugly stepchild and that it it's it hasn't <laughs> aged well and it looks weird. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it looks like they just hit everything with a dodge tool. In Photoshop. Dark Demon Souls or, or Dark Souls in Remastered? In the Dark Souls Remastered. Yeah, they look blurry. Yeah, they're like, you know uh, what we need? The dodge tool. It's not a good look. <laughs> they like lighten yeah, everything. Yeah. It's weird. This is a weird experience for me as a person yeah. who's like super into It was one of the ones that, yeah, yeah there's one that I saw where it, it says like it looks like everything is made out of like leather instead of like armor and stuff. But I don't know. Like... Hopefully I'm still gonna. That. I'm still gonna buy it because I'm one of those Dark yeah. Souls fans. I'm the ones get it I on was PS4. just Yeah, the crazy ones that buy the game multiple times. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I had a conversation on Twitter with I think Jeremy and Brian and a couple of other people that were like, "Why aren't you going to get it on Switch?" Because I don't have a Switch. Yeah, and because yeah. I'm going to get it on PS4 <laughs> like a normal person. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> They're like, why don't you get it on both? Because I'm not made of money. (laughs) (laughs) I think Brian said he was going to get both. I'm like, dang, dude. I was just about to say I'm not going to spend over $300 to play a game that I already own. But I do remember that I just said a few months ago that I might get a Switch so I could play The the World Ends With You again. So maybe, (laughs) so fuck me, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) You'll give in to have portable Dark Souls. <laughs> portable Dark Not getting portable Dark Souls. Um, they also did clarify what the graphics are going to look like on Switch, and apparently it's like 1080p60 on the dock, and then um, 30 frames per second, and I don't remember the resolution when it's handheld. So that's cool if you care about that sort of thing. But, yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> I like how a lot of people like ran to Blight Town to see if it, the frame rate dropped. <laughs> Did you hear if it does? Does it drop? Uh, from the one I think I read said it doesn't. So oh, that's nice. That's pretty cool. That's the main yeah. reason why Blight Town sucks. Besides just being Blight Town, is that the frame rate drops to like five frames per second yeah. on PS3. It's real bad. It's pretty bad. Yeah, it's a bad time. Bad time. <laughs> but anyway, that's my pre-salt. Uh, okay, in the in the spirit of souls, um, my first bit of pre-salt is also somewhat salty, and that fuck y'all for getting me addicted to Bloodborne. You're welcome. Um, I, <laughs> I, I'm super duper into Bloodborne. It was always, like, kind of my favorite concept art-wise, but, like, getting into it and getting into the story is making me real fucking emotional, and I'm super into it, <laughs> and I love playing it, and once I learned I could run away from shit, I was like, this is a new game for me. Um, I mean, you still gotta fight, and, like, you know, the first time you ever fucking are able to visceral an enemy, you feel so powerful, but then you realize sometimes that they're not fucking dead yet, and you're like, ah! But, um, uh, I've had so much fun playing with people. I think y'all are a huge part of my enjoyment of it, um, just having people around. It's inspired me art-wise. I feel like I've been drawing every day, and my depression had kind of, like, kicked down my drawing a little bit, um... So I've been drawing every day, and I've been drawing a lot of Bloodborne stuff, so I'm thinking about, um, I've got a couple prints that I'm doing right now, which are the Eileen one, and the, uh, ooh, my voice did something really weird there, I sound like a 14-year-old boy, um, <laughs> and the Annalise one, uh, are 
um, or the two prints I'm working on so far. I don't know if I'll work on more. And then uh, I think because I have so much Bloodborne stuff, I'm going to do a Bloodborne zine. Um, and I've been looking into printing it. What I think I'll do is if people want a Bloodborne zine, I'm going to have to do a pre-order system because so far the lowest number I can order is still pretty expensive. So I have to know that people are going to buy it before I order uh, them. Yeah, you yeah, know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. Um, but I, cause especially cause it's probably going to be in full color. I don't fuck around and, uh, and I kind of like perfect binding, um, Cause I don't, I don't want to hand people a shitty zine. <laughs> and, um, but I, I'm super excited about it. I super love it. Um, I love that there are so many people in the, in the community that we're in podcast wise and stuff who are super into it and have lore videos and fun stuff for me to watch when I'm like <coughs> doing shitty homework and I can just put on a lore video and enjoy it. Um, and I have so many questions and no answers, and then sometimes I get an answer and I have more questions <laughs> afterwards. So uh, I'm really having fun, and I'm glad I didn't give up on it. I'm glad I got help, uh, but also it's, like, weirdly addicting. Like, I think once I finish it, I'll be a little bit better off, but then sometimes I'm trying to sleep, and I'm like, but what did this mean? <laughs> and I'm like, fuck y'all. Um, <laughs> so that's I'm super excited about that. Uh, yeah, I just, I love Bloodborne. I feel like part of it is I'm already, like, keen to the aesthetic of Bloodborne. Mm-hmm. Um, and then on top of that, like, just everything else about it. And just the variation of, like, female characters in Bloodborne is super interesting to me. Um, and, like, as far as, not not for this to become Don't Give Up Skeleton, but just as far as the wide variety of female characters, uh, I love that post about like how you can have the delicate dress and then you can have Eileen (laughs) (laughs) and, and that visual representation also exists emotionally between all of the female characters. So that's super interesting. Um, yeah. And I, I love horror games, even though they keep me up at night. And so that was my first part of pre-salt. So fuck y'all, but also I love y'all. Um, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and well, then can I, can I make a request salty? in this Bloodborne zine? Yeah. Um, if there's any way for you to, I guess, pay tribute to Old Hunter Henriette, um, that would be awesome because, like, I feel like she's like this forgotten NPC who's actually pretty badass because mm. she walks around with a Kirk hammer. Um, <laughs> <laughs> if you guys, if you guys have some suggestions, go ahead and. Uh, dm them to me of some characters you'd like to see too because i i mean i'm really making this as i mean for me as a way to like uh be excited about it because i you know i really like it but also as kind of a thank you to everybody in the community who's gotten me super into bloodborne um so if you guys have some suggestions you can always send them to me um but I have I have some ideas of how I'm going to set it up with some hand drawn stuff and also some a lot of digital stuff. But I also want to I feel like my hand drawn stuff has an entirely different quality that I almost really like with the grittiness of Bloodborne. So, um, yeah, that game's just wonderful, and I really want Kay to review re- like reveal. <laughs> All of her like Bloodborne, like I want to see her Pepe oh Silva Bloodborne. Lore. <laughs> uh, because we were talking all about it a little bit on a day where we didn't record. We were talking about Bloodborne, and Kay is super into it, and it's look cool. So, uh, yeah, that's my Bloodborne free salt. 
my second bit of pre-salt is that the new, basically, um, God, I don't even remember what the last event was called. I guess this one's called, is it called Resurrection? Uh, What's re- the new? Retribution? Something like that? What is it called? Retribution? I just watched it. Yeah, I think it's called Retribution. <laughs> I just watched it too. Overwatch Retribution, I think it is, is launching. And whereas last time we got the ugly blue denim squad, um, (laughs) that's what people were calling them. This time we're getting Blackwatch. And I'm super, super duper excited because everybody knows that I am a soft edgelord. So (laughs) I love the Blackwatch aesthetic. (laughs) I was Blackwatch McCree uh, for a con. So I'm like super duper into the Blackwatch aesthetic. Um, but also it, it, like, I already loved Blackwatch before, but then, but then they were like, hey, we have a character named Moira and we're (laughs) going to give you Moira. And uh, I got Talon Moira and I was super, super excited. And they were like, but guess what? She was also part of Blackwatch and like, I'm gripping my thighs and like blood is (laughs) spurting out because I'm gripping them so hard. And then they're like, hey, guess what? You guys are going to see Blackwatch Moira. And then I'm screaming. And then, um, I, the first bit of the comic art comes out and she's in a fucking beret and I'm losing my goddamn mind because she looks so cute and pouty and angry and I love her and then I'm just I'm also just imagining the sheer fear that McCree is feeling <laughs> like I don't think Gabe gives a shit and Genji was too like into himself and his angst he was in his early 2000s phase at that point um that he, yeah, he was listening really... to MCR at the time yeah, he was listening to MCR in his headphones. Um, and so that, like, he didn't really no- notice that Moira was fucking insane. So, like, <laughs> McCree's, like, the only one in his team. This is my headcanon. It's totally not true. McCree is the only one in his team that notices that Moira is insane. And so, like, he hurts himself. And Gabe is just like, well, go, go get some healing from Moira. And he looks over at Moira and she's just, like, cackling maniacally over dead bodies <laughs> as she drains their life force from them and throwing her fucking healing orbs like dodgeballs and McCree's like you know what I think I'll bleed to death thank you um and and Ray and I talked about like that's how he lost his arm (laughs) 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 because like I even joked about marrying Moira for medical care but then I realized that she's a doctor but then I was like I don't really want to see Moira as my doctor even though I want to marry her um (laughs) because I I too, I don't need five robot arms, Moira. And she's just like, what do you mean? <laughs> Everybody needs five mo- robot arms. Um, so, yeah, I I lost my shit. And then the video came out of the actual, like, you know, trailer that they do with the in-game models. And I got mm-hmm. to see in-game model Moira in her outfit. And my life changed forever. I ascended to the heavens for a moment, and then I, like, slowly came back down like a feather, you know? And I was like, someone stopped me from being horny on Maine, but it was too late. (laughs) And I love Moira. There's a reason my name in this chat is Moira Enthusiast, because that's me. Jesse, I still can't say her last name. I have no idea how to pronounce it. And that's going to be my last name when I marry her, so I better learn. Um, <laughs> and then I was hoping they would say it in the, like, trailer. Like, someone would say no, they her gotta last keep you name. Because, you know, 
they gotta keep you because it's like Reyes is like Reyes here and then like McCree but then it gets to Moira and it's just Moira and I'm like how do you say they don't know that's why Um, they they don't know (laughs) nobody knows how to say Moira's last name um but yeah super duper fucking excited um I I mean I like the last event too but I like I mean it's gonna be great to like I don't know. Enjoy this event. Get the good lore. Get the juicy lore. Deep lore. Um, they're like everybody's gonna have to pick a side, and if people are like that includes characters like Lucio and Diva, like they're not gonna pick Overwatch. Like I, <laughs> like I can't imagine pop star Lucio being like, yeah, I'm gonna be fucking evil and still try to sell my records. Um, <laughs> well, actually, he might sell more. He's yeah. gothic now. Get it? Yeah. <laughs> Fink. Thank you. Right. <laughs> kind of like a Marilyn Manson type. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. That's but it's Lucio. Can you imagine? <laughs> He's on roller skates. But he isn't, he hasn't metal. got an edgy bone in uh, his body. <laughs> I yeah. can't imagine Lucio being edgy at all. Um, but, I mean, like, his Capoeira skin is kind of cool and like it's like dance it's like martial arts dance so that's pretty cool and but i don't know if it's really edgy so much as it's like, not edgy in the way like, that i'm thinking hip. of you know yeah it's not edgy as in soft edgelord or hard it's, yeah it's for that not matter. air quotes edgy. it's not edgy in the fact that <laughs> edgy it's not edgy like reaper has four belts but only one of them is doing anything um <laughs> it's not edgy like ebony uh, Raven in darkness dimension what the fuck is her dimension name? Oh, <laughs> Ebony Darkness Dimension I gotta say, because there's the apostrophe in there, I always name. pronounce it like darkness. Like with a different emphasis. Darkness. <laughs> <laughs> I love, and continuing this, uh, this, oh, oh, but I know that my heart is going to get broken, like, as far as, like, the relationship between, like, Jack and Gabe's friendship is going to go fucking south, and I'm just, like, not looking forward to it, because it'll hurt my mm. butt. Um, <laughs> especially since, like, at the, like, the last time they were talking about, Jeff was like, these guys loved each other, they were best friends, and I'm like, and now they're not going to be friends over something stupid, and I just, I just yeah. know it. And then later they're going to retcon it and do something else. Don't worry about um, it. <laughs> don't worry about it. Uh, but yeah, that's the one thing I'm not looking forward to, but mostly I'm looking forward to it. And my final piece of pre-salt is that um, Nikki and I got to read My Immortal to You Lovely People. <laughs> it's always been a dream of mine to uh, read My Immortal aloud to my friends. Um, it's a weird dream, I know. Dream big. Uh, especially, especially chapter 17, which is arguably my favorite chapter, because that's when Dumbledore shows up with the big black bread, because <laughs> it's spelled yeah. bread and not beard, by the way, y'all, and, uh, the black cape that says Avril Lavigne on the back, which is just, <laughs> I always, so goth. I always lose my fucking mind at that part. Um, so thank you for bearing with us. You, we read it as if there were no, or we tried to read it as if there were no spelling errors, uh, but there are a lot of spelling errors in that fic, so if you want to get the true feeling of it, you might try to read it. There are definitely dramatic readings out there where they pronounce all the, um, the, uh, typos as if they are Robert Downey Jr. in Zodiac, so, like... (laughs) And and the worst part about it is that, like, every time she says off... She writes of. of. 
Yeah. And I'm like, I can't fucking read this because I never know when she's actually saying of or off. And like, there's so much. I love how she's like, um, I took off all, or he took off all his clothes. I took off all my clothes. I even took off my bra. That's not included in all of her clothes, I guess. Yeah. Took off exactly. my bra. Yeah. <laughs> I you know what off, I find I even funnier? What? Yeah, the funniest part is when she's like, "I just want to thank my friend Blood Tear Six 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 for the." Grammar and then she has a fight with that, that friend halfway yes. through and like denounces her or something. Oh, absolutely! <laughs> you yes, guys didn't read the author's note, like, but there's, um, there's a died. lot to unpack. <laughs> There's a lot to unpack. Yeah, that's why yeah. Nikki was like, we have to stop reading these. Because there's a lot to unpack there. But in the story, the character that Willow, that she wrote, that's her friend Raven, which is confusing. Because <laughs> Ebony Darkness Dementia Raven Way is her is the main character's name. But her friend Raven gets the name Willow. And if you're paying attention, um, <laughs> like, Willow dies... But then, like, because they, she's like, fuck you, Raven, or whatever, in the notes, like, in the story. But then later, I guess, they become friends again, because she comes back with no explanation. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah, and I'm just like, Resurrected. Oh, it was okay. obviously written by, like, a 13-year-old, maybe. Like, she's, yeah. oh, I don't yeah, know why I'm set on the number 13, but definitely, like, a, a child, like, preteen-aged kind of person. We did. We smoked pot, yeah, crack, they, they and They smoked crack and they smoked more crack. <laughs> yeah, crack. <laughs> and, like, the... Uncomfortable just, so saying any things, kind of, like, like, sexual anatomy or any kind of sexual terms. <laughs> yeah, he put yeah. his thingy in her thingy. In um, my thingy, yeah. I also, and they smoked like, drugs. She could she could say, though, she had big... Well, she didn't say she had big boobs. She said she had big bobs. <laughs> big <and everything>. bobs. <laughs> Which is, like, one of my favorite parts of, damn, Nikki, your bodies. <laughs> um, yeah, My Immortal is a quality piece of reading. There's some stuff that's, like, clearly, like, not okay, but it was the early And a 2000s. child, again. I'm like... not justifying it. And a child, yeah. And, like, there have been many people claiming to be... Um, Ebony Darkness, Dementia Raven Way, the writer. I forget what she says her actual name is. Uh... And, uh, but one that is actually pretty close to we think actually was her, um, is still a writer, by the way. Um, but I, I think they grew a lot as a person as they were writing it. So I think, I mean, if this is actually the person, like, she sounds like she grew into a well-adjusted person after this weird phase of her life. <laughs> I feel like at this um, point, the the writer of My Immortal is sort of like Spartacus, and that nobody's ever going to like, like we're we are all Spartacus, and no one is going to. If you stand up and say that you're the writer of My Immortal, you're going to be like, yeah, and me too, man. Like, like no one's going to believe yeah. you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think we all wrote My Immortal in some kind of fever dream. Um, yeah, there's a lot to them back there, but it was really fun reading it with Nikki, and I hope y'all enjoyed it. I hope you all actually listened to it, because Jake did some great editing. Um, I also appreciate how you didn't bother to edit out me eating fucking carrots. Nope. And, nope. <laughs> so it sounds like you're fucking getting read by Immortal by <laughs> Bugs Bunny. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. thank you, Jake. <laughs> Even the part where I didn't, we didn't know what snack you were eating until you're like, I just spit carrot all over my desk. <laughs> so then I was like, oh, it was carrots. Okay. Because 
I was trying to keep it together, but I was having a really hard... So, I, I actually, I'll put this in my salt, never mind. But I had, was having bad asthma stuff, so, it, like, I was delirious. I was so delirious, Ugh. you guys. <laughs> and um, And I wasn't feeling well, but I'm glad that we got it out there. So that the people know, we only read you the first 17 chapters. There are 25 chapters. Oh I kind of, I know, I wasn't going to go that. I just wanted to read chapter 17. The original joke is that we were originally just going to read chapter 17. But Nikki's like, how long will it take us to read to chapter 17? And I'm like, well, the they're only like paragraph long. So yeah. Nikki, Nikki's the one. You can thank Nikki for me having to read the sex scene in chapter four. Um, <laughs> I, I was like, oh, now I'm going to get the sex scene. Because um, I know it's there because it's like fucking notorious. But uh, I also like his flying Mercedes Benz with the license plate <laughs> 666 on the back. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, thank you all for uh, listening. If you listen, thank you, Jake, for having to listen and editing. Um <laughs> And, uh, yeah, that's a pretty good piece of pre-salt right there. And I guess uh, you don't know when the next one's coming, but I guess the Salt Reports fanfic theater is an official Oh, we gotta. uh, (laughs) Oh, we gotta. Let me see if I can find some lactating fix on the internet. Oh, God. (laughs) Next up is the the infamous Dragon Age titty fic. Let's do it. (laughs) No! (laughs) Oh, God. With these infamous fanfics. <laughs> Jake, you don't even know. Apparently, yeah, I know I don't know. Apparently they cut out a scene in the um God, I can't even remember what this the newest uh oh, The Last Jedi. Uh they cut out a scene in The Last Jedi where um like Luke has a very touching moment of specifically like they kind of have it in uh the last jedi why he walks in i'm sorry y'all if you haven't seen any of the new star wars movies you're about to get spoiled so fast forward um where he walks into the um uh, millennium falcon and he's like sad because his friend is dead and you're like well i actually cried a little bit of the part this is about one of the only emotions i felt during that movie um because <laughs> the rest of them were anger uh the there was a longer part, like a more explained part. Um, and I, oh, I also, by the way, really like the scene where him and uh, his sister, where him and Leia have a conversation. But apparently, that was written by Carrie Fisher, so no wonder it's like shining beacon in a series of darkness for me. Um, but uh, th- there, apparently, there was a longer part, and they cut it out, and and like. But they had room for that scene where Luke goes to milk the alien titties and then drink the green milk from the alien titties <laughs> yeah, right in that's front of Ray. And I just, yeah, that's important. And the thing about it is, is if you've just seen the GIF, you don't really know the pain because the sound that the animal makes when it's being milked is this orgasmic fucking groan oh, and. <laughs> I wanted, I was so angry in the theater. I was like, why did I have to fucking see this? Why? Why did I have to see this? And, like, I love good jokes. I really do. But, like, I just love that they were like, we could put some more emotion in this fic, or we could put lactating in this fic. I mean, fic. I mean, I guess it is a fan fiction, because anything written that wasn't written by the original person is kind of like fan fiction, except for some fan fiction gets to be canon and some doesn't. Um... But they're like, titty milking. And I'm like, that's really, 
You know, that's really, I guess I have to respect that because I'm part of the SALT report. And if I was writing a movie for the SALT report, I'd be like, okay, but where can I put the lactation scene in? So, (laughs) sorry, we should move on to SALT because I guess that kind of moved us into our SALT because y'all are now salty that I said this to you. (laughs) Oh my gosh. The SALT report fanfic with lactation. Please do not. When Please Jeremy not a- pulled into Pollo Loco. Um. <laughs> I really, I really don't want any. If we're going to write a salt report fan fiction with lactation, none of us could be lactating. None of the actual salt people could be lactating. That's my <laughs> one, my one thing. Please don't make How any of us lactate. How about we don't write fan fiction like- about real people, though? <laughs> <laughs> that too. <laughs> I'm I'm okay I'm okay with it for me not for the rest of my salt report people uh but there are some there are some rules so if you're going to write some fan fiction about me you better fucking DM me before you fucking put it out there I don't there I don't want any lactating I don't want any incest I don't know how you do that but don't make people go out of their way to make up relatives for characters to fuck in fan fiction it oh makes God. me so uncomfortable I don't want any weird um, weird butt stuff. I mean, normal butt stuff is one thing, but then there's weird butt stuff. You know what? Maybe I'm not okay with it unless it's like a coffee fix. You know, like the coffee shop AUs where all I do is drink coffee and feel angst. Because that's, you know, it's fan fiction, but it's also reality because that's what I really do in real life is drink coffee and feel angst. Well, we just had that conversation, so let's move on. Yeah. Um, so salt. Um, <laughs> it's so hard to transition into this now. <laughs> um, so uh, Warframe. I had mentioned uh, I got the Goat Boy by the name of Oberon. So here's my salt. I actually really do like him. I've got like some cool helmets for him. I got a cool like, I guess like the Forest King, um, like skin that looks pretty dope. It's got like leaves and stuff coming off of him and every every time he takes a step there's like leaves and stuff that come out from his like you know footprints and stuff that's like that. pretty like, cool design yeah and and he has like this cool like goat helmet and stuff like that um my problem with it though is if they read shakespeare and they took the name oberon like wasn't puck the fawn so why is oberon the fawn like wasn't he well wasn't I, o- I mean oberon, i guess like, you could say king? that but Oberon is the fairy king, yeah. But like people yeah. have portrayed him as like naturey. Hold okay. on, well, there's that, my f- yeah. Naturey. Hold <laughs> on, I'm gonna I'm gonna put my favorite um th- my favorite Oberon in the chat while you're continuing. Oh, okay, gotcha. So yeah, so I mean, I still like it, but it's just one of those where it's like in the middle of me like enjoying it, I was like, wait a minute, like I like me and my wife have. The, like, movie with, like, Stanley Tucci as Puck. And, <laughs> and I'm like, this. have you seen this? This movie has so many famous people in it. It's got, like, Christian Bale. Um, They're um, like, how many famous people can we yeah. shove into fucking... You, yeah. Do you guys know that's, like, one of my favorite plays of all time? One of my favorite Shakespeare plays of all time? It's a it's weird like, little fun fact about th- me. 
Yeah, this is like an older one. So it's definitely like before people were like really famous. So like Sam There's Rockwell is in it. Um, yeah, who's it? Sam Rockwell is in it. There's all kinds of famous people in it. But um, yeah. See, I'm so used to like what's his name being the fawn, but right yeah, on. they I they did it with like feathers for this, but mostly I think they just kind of like. What the fuck is going on? But yeah, this is this is my favorite Oberon and uh, Puck. It, that was like from the Globe Theater in like 2000. Mm-mm-mm. There you go. <laughs> That's it. 2000. But yeah, I get it. Yeah. I mean, I feel like maybe they were just trying to like get make a reference to like the play itself, you know? Yeah. And Rather it's probably than like yeah, it, yeah. It's a cool aesthetic. Like you know, what I mean, you got this like ninja playable ninja character that also looks like a fawn so but i understand your anger because i get mad about technical shit like that all the time yeah because i'm just like wait it's not really oberon but anyway so then there's that the other thing is how long it actually took to get this the parts because anytime you're you're the cool thing about warframe is it is free so if you do want to support you know the team you can buy um warframe's or, you know, buy cosmetics and different stuff like that. And with that, you buy platinum, their in-game currency with, you know, cash. And you can help them out that way. Or you can just farm for everything. And everything in the game you can farm for and build. Um, and it has, like, this kind of cool thing where it actually makes you feel like, you know... Sometimes I feel like you feel more, I guess, um, like fulfilled in you know searching for the parts building the parts going to your foundry and waiting it usually it takes like two days or yeah two or three days to actually like build this thing like it'll in in real time take three days before you're ready to have it or whatever um and with this one it's one of those where um you'll get an item drop every time you you kill a certain enemy in game and usually like these enemies will just like Early on, they don't spawn that often because they're, like, a lot stronger than you. But later on in the game, they spawn, like, crazy. So, technically, you can farm this character pretty easy. The problem is the RNG, right? The, the drop rate. Um, it's it's ridiculous. Like, I don't need 50 Oberon chassis and 27 Oberon neural optics and... 17 blueprints when all I need is one system, Oberon system, to complete the set. And, like, at first I was trying for it, and you get everything else easy, but this, like, one piece, the component called the Oberon system, would not drop. And I remember I spent one morning before going to work, um, they had, like, a super this event, like, a five-year event pop up. And one of the levels had a ton of these enemies that dropped this, this, these pieces. And I spent, like, the whole morning playing it and nothing. Like, I think I played five times in a row. And then, like, I tweeted, like, this is ridiculous. Like, how is it that I'm going to get in one game four drops and not one single... that All four drops are the same thing. Like, this is, like, Overwatch sprays when you get a loot box. This is ridiculous. Um, like, they're conspiring with Jeff. And, um... <laughs> The second I, like, tweet that, <clears throat> the next game I play, I get an Oberon system, and I'm excited, and I'm happy. The problem is, if you fail the mission, you don't get any of the things you collected during that mission. And as, as fate would have it, my team 
didn't finish the mission. So I lost all of my stuff and I wept bitterly. Then I went to work. Then I came home and I tried again three times in a row. All three times I got the stupid Oberon system. All three times we failed the mission because nobody was almost just like Overwatch. Nobody was being on point or doing their job that they were supposed to do. They're just wandering around getting killed and I was actually reviving a lot of them so I'm like yo like you guys are killing me and um when I was just about to give up I finally got one and yeah so I was able to build it but I was just so like salty about like having like four to five missed opportunities especially how many times I like tried farming for it but in the end I built the goat boy and I love him very much. Like I said, he's like a anime boy sometimes. He's cool. He does some really cool like ninja moves that like are really cool idol animations that like even the most ninja looking characters in this game don't do. So I'm actually really excited about that. And I've been enjoying playing as him. And he kind of plays as like a healer too, which is kind of like this um kind of like what I would like to do. I'd rather play support anyways. So it's kind of like a fun new like Join style us. of playing, <laughs> right? <laughs> Join supports the bottoming yeah. of video games. <laughs> uh, so it's pretty cool, and like even like with his like it's his healing is it's one of those where like when you activate it, um, it stays active as long as you have energy, and if you're lucky, you can keep either collecting energy, or I guess if you get the right mod it'll like automatically refill or something like that. And it does a thing where it keeps healing you and your teammates, but then causes like radiation um, damage to the enemies. So it makes it, you know, I guess kind of like the, the orbs or whatever, um, uh, like more Moira's orbs or like Zenyatta's like little discord orb or whatever. So, um, yeah, I was pretty, pretty excited. <laughs> And I just read your message, Jesse. Um, <laughs> um, so yeah, so that was that was my first little Warframe um, salt. Uh, my next one is this was kind of weird. Um, so I forgot before my PC crashed. I had recorded three songs that I wanted to do like six, so I got three out of six done. And then I just decided to put it on my band camp and then completely forgot to tell people that I made this music. And um, for whatever reason, there's this like other like mixtape website called Datpiff, which I don't really think I belong on there because it's a lot of like the like thuggish underground like music people. Or, Are you like, saying the... you're not a thug, Jake? I'm like... My wife actually told me this the other day. She said, if Thug or Hood were, like, hipster, that's me. Like, <laughs> I somehow, like, fit into, like, this hipster version of, like, Hood, but not that I'm necessarily Hood. It's um, what happens when you grow up in the Hood, and then... Yeah. Like, it, yeah, I, I understand. <laughs> yeah, it's like the... How do I want to be, like... Have you seen that movie, um... Oh, crap, what is it called? I'm trying to look at my movie collection. The one with Andy Samberg um, and all his buddies. Um, oh, my God, I'm forgetting what it is. Anyways, yeah, there's a movie with Andy Samberg, and then 
that dude Danny McBride is like, I go to church every Sunday. You gonna bring out the demons in me? Like that's what it's um <laughs> kind of like. It's it's like I don't want to be hood, but or almost like when you talked about like your sister, like oh she's scrappy oh, yeah. as hell. So yeah, <laughs> you know what it's I mean? kind of like, funny because just... I don't like to talk be talking about talk about like where I grew up necessarily because like people I don't know like I. I feel like there's a lot of, like, stuff that's, like, class and race intermixing issues that, like, get brought up when you bring up. But, like, a lot of people don't know that I grew up in, like, not such a... I don't I don't want to call it the hood because, like, I'm white and, like, that sounds like I'm trying to be in something that's not who I am, you know? Mm-hmm. But, like, that just happens to be where I grew up because that's where my family, like, could afford, you know? So I have yeah. a weird like position too where it's kind of like it it's like I'm not part of like the general culture that is necessarily associated with that environment even though that culture is beyond that I don't know how to explain it you know what I'm saying like yeah 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 like I try not to let I try not to do anything that would seem like appropriation but then at the same time it's like okay right but I I lived in that area and I continue to live in an area that's not like that that would be classified as kind of hood. You know what I'm saying? Right, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, and so, like, I don't know, like, and that's how I kind of feel like this, not necessarily, like, this website is all thugs, but it's definitely, like, <laughs> it's definitely a place where people put their mixtapes who are trying to go for, like, mainstream success type of a thing. So, um, like, today I wrote this most... To me, I'm... <laughs> I'm like I think it I think it's cool but like you know what I mean like I I write stuff like I put if I could I would write the tide to turn the other way painstaking details of the undulations throughout the day where wait every wave I see is a crescendo in this composition break it all down rebuild it give it another listen so I'm using like not necessarily like yo we turn up bottles of Chris you know what I mean like yeah you're not trying I, to be hard um, yeah, the, exactly. Yeah. And so it's like kind and of And there's like, nothing I, wrong with being hard, but like No, yeah. Yeah. But it's, it's just, just like kind that's of like, not you. <laughs> yeah. And so like so I don't know, like for whatever reason I was like, hey, I'm just gonna put and and the kind of cool thing about this website, it's um Datpiff. Um is like there is there's like nerdcore rappers, there's like gospel rappers, there's you know, like your grime rap. So there it does offer all these other things, but the main stuff you're gonna see is like you know Logic put his mixtapes on here. And that's how Logic blew up, and now he's you know on Def Jam, and um, these other people like there's this one chick that's on there um, who's on Nick Cannon's Wiling Out Now as a rapper or something like that. So you know what I mean? Like it's this kind of platform that launches you into kind of like mainstream areas, and um, so I was just like you know it's just it's more it's another place. It's more than Bandcamp. Um, you know, one extra place, not just SoundCloud, you know, is doesn't hurt to like, you know, put stuff on Reverb Nation and stuff like that. And then so I guess just through like, you know, Twitter search, this critic guy found it and like like tweeted at me like all random, like super early in the morning. It was just like you you did an okay EP, um, but work on your lyrics and your delivery. Keep keep grinding and level up. And um, I actually DM'd uh, you, Jesse, asking, like, is there, like, an oh, yeah. equivalent to this in, like, art? Like, hey, I really like your art. 
uh, just keep working on your lines and your shading. Like it just it's just such a generic like criticism. Like work on your lyrics just, and delivery. And I'm like, but my I lyrics just are. Been like, I would have just sent a gif of like a person searching for something, and it's yeah. like, where did I ask? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, just to me, it's just like if if you're a critic and that's what you want your career or your YouTube job to be. Um, can you be more, like, um, what's the word that I use in my notes? More, more constructive, I guess? Like, if I can use, uh, the Flight of the Concords? Like, just telling me to work on lyrics and delivery. Um, delivery I can understand. I know my delivery is very sloppy, and it's very underground, and it's not for everybody. Um, but to tell me my lyrics aren't, like, work on my lyrics, like, Does I it feel like... Your feelings? You said have my feelings. and all I can think of is hurt feelings. <laughs> yeah, I've got hurt feelings. Uh, no, it's just because I'm just like, I don't know, like... Can I, can I, uh, can I give you, like, a, can I be, not a critic, but sure. like, can I give you a piece of advice that's, like, really helped me as far as, like, receiving criticism? Because, I mean, like, as an artist, I talked to you about this on the DM, but, like, critique is a huge part of making art. Um, Mm -hmm. every day your teachers will just walk up to you and be like, this sucks. And you'll be like, okay, um, how do I fix it? And then not, they don't always have an answer for you. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Um, and as far as like creative writing, I've also had that too. It's like, I write poetry and you gotta, now you gotta critique it. Right. And everybody's going to critique it. And what my teachers always said to me, and this helps me so fucking much is that like, when you receive a critique, someone is pointing something out to you that you may not have noticed when you were writing, right? Mm -hmm. And you can either, and like, this is, you can either decide, okay, I need to change this because you know know what, you write, it's not so good, right? Mm -hmm. Or maybe that person points it out to you and it reaffirms the choice that you made. So now you're saying, oh, actually, I want to keep it like this because I, and then you give the reason, which means you're standing by what you're saying and now that line has meaning and you can defend it. So what you deciding when someone's critiquing you is not necessarily like they know what's right and I'm wrong. And there are a lot of people, the reason like so many people are like, you need to learn to take criticism is because there are a lot of people who cannot take criticism. There are a lot of people who are like, no, this is the way I wrote it and I'm going to keep it this way. But if you, if you listen to a criticism and you hear it and you actually think about what you're doing and you decide, "Mm, but and you hear the a person's point and you see it and you're like, no, but I think this is more of what I'm trying to say or this is what I want the piece to look like and blah, 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 blah. Now you mm-hmm. own it. So there's okay. a difference between being like, um, I don't want to hear criticism and owning your decisions is basically that's that's the TLDR. I think that's what I was trying to get to. And if you're owning <laughs> yeah. your decision, then it's not just like you blindly not listening to somebody's advice. It's you deciding I heard your advice I think you've got a valid point, but, like, this is me owning this. And I think, like, for me, that's helped me as far as taking criticism because I say – I listen to someone's criticism and sometimes I'm like, fuck, you're right. This is bad, right? And other times I'm (laughs) like, oh, but if I did it – if I did it in the way you want me to do it, then it wouldn't be the piece that I'm trying to make. And then I realize, Mm. oh, okay, and I now own what I'm trying to make. I own the decisions I'm making artistically or in writing. And so that's mm-hmm. the big difference. It's like, it's kind of a game changer. Yeah. yeah. 
no, that's cool. Like, that's that's good perspective. Like, thank you for sharing that. Um, yeah, it's just it's just weird because I think, like I like I was saying with this guy at least, like it's just the generic like. It almost feels like I'm going to give you criticism because I have to. Um, just because I'm playing this role of a critic, so I have to tell you something like, um, I would say like a year ago when like I first did like my McCree rap and it did get like a lot of people listening to me. Um, like I knew, like, like you said, like, you're like, no, I know this was trash. Like I'm, I was just excited that someone's like, Hey, can we put this on overwatch? And I'm like, yes, please. Not realizing that like, no, my cadence was really bad. My, you know, I was forcing words and syllables I shouldn't have been forcing. So when they said work on your lyrics and delivery, I'm like, okay, cool. Yeah. But at the same time, it's just like, I've like with this instance, at least it's one of those where I'm like, if you were listening to the lyrics that you want me to like, you know, work on, you would have realized that like, maybe your like, you know what I mean? Like your criticism could have come from like, um, cause like when I let my wife listen to it, she's like, Oh yeah, your words are good, but the beat sucks. The beat makes no sense. Like you're the, the feeling you get from the instrumental, like, so I'm like, Oh, okay. Like my wife is actually giving me this, like, oh, you're right, like, this is maybe too happy for the solemn lyrics I'm reciting or whatever, but I just kind of just, like, that was my salt, um, was, like, kind of, like, specifically because of this one guy, and then what was weird was then he sent me later on another tweet saying, like, hey, just want to let you know, like, your music was okay, if it wasn't, I would have done this, and it was, like, a video of him and his, like, homeboy, like, ragging on another dude like just talking garbage to this guy because his like mixtape sucked or something like that and i'm like i guess this is a compliment thank you that you didn't make fun of me for like 15 but like minutes. fuck that other guy is just like puts his heart and soul into his music and then yeah. this and like the thing is they probably didn't even like i'm because uh, we talk we talk shit about stuff that's what we do on the salt report. But like, <laughs> we try to give you specific reasons why we didn't like something. Like you yeah. can come up to me and ask me a question about you know what? You know what pisses me off. And I <laughs> and I will give you a bullet point list of every single thing that made me upset about this thing and why I don't like it. Yeah. Um and like but I don't I don't, like, I don't just, like, vaguely say, oh, it's not good, and then don't explain myself. Or make fun yeah. of, like, unless it's Joss Whedon. I do make fun <laughs> of Joss Whedon. <laughs> yeah. So it's just, like, one of those where I'm just, like, yo, like, I don't know. To me, I just feel like, and it kind of goes into, my, like, my, my next last bit of salt, but it's just, like, if you're taking this position of, like, this is what I want to do, like, Technically, I mean, like, that's you being creative. You're technically using other people's art to, like, you're talking about other people's art. So, like, if that's your that's your job, it's it's almost like the, like, those that can't teach type of situation. Yeah. Where it's, like, even though it's not, like, really the same. Um, but, or like, is it? Or is it? Or is it, yeah. But, <laughs> or is it? But, yeah, I don't know. Good artists and good friends, like or in good teachers, like when they critique you, it's because they love what you're doing, I guess. Or like mm-hmm. they think that what you're, what you've got, like critique you with the voice of someone who's like 
you already got something, but like, I know you can do better next time if there's like some slight changes. And that's yeah. more like, I believe in you and less vague. I don't know how to explain it. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. yeah, when a teacher yeah. comes up to me and is like, you know, um, the piece in this is the shading is really bad. And I think part of it is this line right here and catching off the back. And I, and I'd be like, yeah, I don't know if I can fix it in this piece. And he's like, no, maybe not. But now you see it. And I'm like, right. And that just implies that next time when I do my next piece or whatever, it's going to be better. And that kind Mm -hmm. of criticism, like is actually a helpful. And if you listen to it and B like, (laughs) B implies that they know that you can do better. Like, it's not, right. like, just like, oh, this this is bad, and this is bad, and then you leave, which is just like, okay, thanks, buddy. I am so glad that you challenged my zero fucks I have to give, because now we're in the negative <laughs> fucks. Yeah. So... Um, yeah, so that was that was, that was my, my salt on that, and then just kind of using that to transition to the next one. Um, I've on like Twitter, like mostly last week, I've seen like all these like screen caps of like people asking different artists and not necessarily just like from four exposure TXT. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Like it's ridiculous. Like asking for these commissions for free. And it's just like the one that like really like got me salty was, uh, and I don't know if it was one of us that posted it or just like someone liked it or retweeted it or what but it was this person that was doing like quilts and blankets i don't know if you guys saw oh that yeah tweet. the crochet that crochet. one was bad yeah but i love I was... her response at the end where she's like okay that'll cost four hundred dollars and the person was an <laughs> asshole and she's like okay fine i'll do it for eight hundred dollars yeah like that was the best part yeah because you're like all right like they didn't cave her you know they or at least they you know st- to me i feel like they stayed calm like i would have lost my shit but mm-hmm. like i'm like yo like you want this like expensive like um material. You want like a specific like style of doing it. And then you want them Which to do takes it. a lot more time than even normal crochet does. Yeah. yeah. And then it's like, I want it done for free or for exposure. I'll like tell everybody your stuff is dope. And it's just like no, I already know my stuff is dope. Like I I need money. Like this is gonna take me a week of my life. I can't feed myself with exposure. Yeah, that's you. Yeah, I uh, since I'm a cosplayer, the ones that got me were the uh, cosplay commission ones that were just incredible. Yeah, (laughs) I want you to make this sword art online costume for me, and don't you fuck (laughs) around with this cost. I'll give you a hundred dollar budget. That should be plenty. And like, wow, dude. Yeah, Yeah. I'm gonna sew your fucking (laughs) costume together with tin foil and spray paint it black for a hundred bucks. I'll make your costume out of duct tape. Fuck off. Fuck off. Yeah. Yeah. I get that a lot because of, um, because I feel like people think drawing is so simple, but y'all don't even know. Like, if it was so simple, everyone would do yeah, it. Yeah. And like the part of it is like, okay, well I have to deal with Photoshop. And like, the thing is, is right now I'm using CS6, but eventually I won't be able to use it anymore because the drivers won't support it. So I'll have to switch to creative cloud and I'll have to pay a yearly fee, which, okay, I already don't make a lot of money. So there's that there's like maintenancing all my stuff. People don't know how much work. So I, I think I like I posted that Eileen that I was working on yeah. before I even got the final sketch. I had to do like hours of warm up, you know, like you just got to start warming up. People are like, why do you have to warm up? Because you've got to get all the shitty drawings out of the way first. Because like 
People think that, like, you just put your pencil to paper and you just fucking draw the Mona Lisa. Bullshit. No one comes out of the pussy painting the Mona Lisa, okay? And, um, and so, like, there's so much work that goes into it before I even start, right? And then I start drawing. I did the first sketch, second sketch, final sketch. That's an hour, right? Then I ink it. It takes me an hour or more to ink things, just so y'all know. Um, it's a painstakingly awful process. Uh, some people really get into it and they're like zoned in. I do not. I'm like sitting there going, Ugh! um, as I'm inking <laughs> the whole, the whole hour and a half that I'm inking, I'm making <laughs> noises, right? Then I got to start coloring it, all the flats. So this is just the flats. Took me an hour and five minutes. So we're like, three, four hours deep in this, right? And most people are like, okay, I'll pay you 30 bucks. I'm not even done with the piece. And they want to pay me 30 bucks for like that level of work. That's less Mm. than minimum wage per an hour. And like, I'm, I'm okay with like 30 bucks for just like a sketch and some flats or whatever, which I'm really underpricing myself. But part of it is because I don't know how to ask for more money because it feels like I'm a jackass. Um, But like, (laughs) I, and I, I'm also willing to do work for friends because my friends do other stuff for me. You know what I'm saying? Like, so mm, yeah. when I charge them 30 bucks, it's because, okay, 30 bucks, but you're also paying me like $20 worth of like friendship fees. You know what I'm saying? Like just in life, <laughs> like you're helping me out and that, you know, equates to equaling out to me. But like, there's so many people who ask you to do just like free work for exposure or they're like, oh, you don't like you. You don't want to work. You don't want to get a real job. So we don't feel like paying you real money. That's another thing that we deal with. Is like, and it's like okay, but like a lot of artists too are also working nine to five jobs and then like still supplementing their income with commissions. So it's like. Yeah. I mean, also art to me is a real job, but that's just probably because I'm an artist, so I'm biased. But like, like, you know, those people are probably using that money to, instead of just eating rice and beans every week, they're like, oh my God, I'm going to go out and get myself some Chipotle. Um, Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Or pay a bill. Or pay a bill. (laughs) Yeah. Like, yeah, there's this other artist that I follow that's like, I feel like kind of like in the same boat as you, like she does really good work, but like she charges about the same price as you charge. Mm-hmm. And then like the same thing. Yeah. She, she works, you know, at like a retail store during the day and then does commissions at night. And I'm just like, like when I could like did a commission, I like paid what she was asking and then added a tip because I'm like, your art is really great and like you deserve more money than you're asking for. And like, that's another thing I don't get to you. Like my brother-in-law's a tattoo artist and like, it's like this like swindling, like how much for this tattoo? Well, it's a hundred dollars an hour. Oh, well yeah. can you like do it for $50 an hour? It's like, no, my, my rate is a hundred dollars an hour. I've kind of like earned my reputation. I'm at a shop. That's a reputable shop that like the, shop rate is a hundred dollars an hour yeah and people Um, don't understand that if they give it to you if i give you art for less money than someone else i gotta do it for everyone yeah and then i don't have any money and then the worst part is is it ruins sorry i get really emotional about this (laughs) but like so it's it's an economy art 
is like is a is a commodity that we are selling. We're selling you our skills and our art, and like you're getting a thing, right? Um, and God bless you for tipping, because like when people tip me, I almost cry every single time. Um, I just got tipped for a commission that I asked for twenty dollars for, and they gave me thirty dollars, and I almost started crying. Uh, so like the thing that happens though is if I start doing commissions. If I'm, if I'm doing what's worth $30, right, and then um, I start giving it to people for 20 if I'm doing it for 20 then people will go and ask other artists to do it for 20 and then they might have to lower their prices and no one will pay them for more art. You're a balanced economy. The only reason anything has worth is because we give it worth. So if you're cutting yourself down and, like, not um, not getting people to pay you at least minimum wage when you're doing, if when you're commissioning work, then you're basically making it so that everyone else has to work for less than minimum wage, which is honestly the only reason I ever find balls to ask people for a correct price is is because I'm like, if I don't do this, if I don't put my foot down, then it's going to start happening to other people who have been working for years and years and years. And so that's the really frustrating part. So it's like your, your brother-in-law, he can't just cut it to $50 an hour because then everybody, <laughs> why would anybody ever pay a hundred dollars an hour again? Yeah. And then it's also like, you know what I mean? Like you're paying for good art. Like, you know what I mean? Like, especially when it comes to like, like tattoos, that's like permanently on your skin. Yeah. And like, not only that, but they have to like go get their bloodborne pathogens and like, you know what I mean? Get licensed to do this. <laughs> like, so yeah. our cosmetic licenses and all this other stuff. So I'm like, it's kind yeah, of a you're big gonna deal. be stuck with it. So you should probably like pay enough that you're happy. Yeah, <laughs> get, get get like good artists that's like good at it and yeah, make you happy. I mean, you if you want it? a free tattoo, that can happen, but it's not going to be good, and you might have yeah. to go to the hospital afterwards. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So it's just like, I don't know, if if you're out there and you have the hubris to ask an <laughs> artist to do something for free, like, please, like, check your, like, like, I don't know, like, morals or, like... Check yourself before you wreck yourself? Yeah, because I'm like, yo, like... Huge I'm, I'm companies just, like, do it to us too. There's no escape. There's no escape because EA will work the shit. I I don't even give a shit. EA, you know what? I never want to work for you anyway because I'll die. Like I know several people <laughs> um, who have talked to me about their loved ones working in either the design department, which is like what I would be interested in if I went into video games. You know or the coding department, and both of them get paid shit, they get treated like shit, they don't really have very many benefits, and, like, they used to have these, like, coding trailers, I don't know if they still have them anymore, because this person used to work at EA before, but basically, like, you were basically spending the night there, working on shit. Yeah, it's, it's no joke, and they don't, they don't pay artists, and my thing is, y'all sure love to enjoy art, y'all sure love to go see movies and play video games and wear clothing, but you don't want to treat artists like human beings, and that's so fucking bizarre to me. Yeah, I don't know, like, God bless the artists that, like, tweet these, like, terrible DM interactions, like, they are kind of, like, entertaining, but at the same time, like... I feel like that should be, 
Yeah, and then it should also be brought to light. Like, if you honestly think, like, oh, you should just do this for free because you love art, and just, like, that's not how it works. Like, um, this is not like a struggling musician that's got to go to open mics to, like, prove their worth. Like, obviously, the the art stands for itself. So, like, if you want to commission someone, then, like, you know, if they have a right, then go for it. But, like... yeah. I don't know. It's it's kind of like baffling to me. So yeah, that that's my salt. <laughs> I went a little bit longer than I wanted, but um, yeah. If you have the hubris, great word. Look it up if you don't know what it is. <laughs> the yeah, gall. Please. Yeah. <laughs> Go ahead, Kay. I'm sorry I took so long. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I'm here to talk about how 13 hour road trips are suffering. <laughs> I drove to Seattle from Utah. I picked up my two friends and we drove in shifts um, all the way up to Seattle. And overnight we started driving. I picked up my friends at like midnight and we started driving at like 2 a.m. And and I was saying before the um, podcast that we didn't really make a lot of stops except like to get gas and like go to the bathroom and we stopped for breakfast at one point in Prosser, Washington, where I had some sad little pancakes and a Burger King. And <laughs> you didn't that tell was like me it was Burger King. <laughs> it was Burger King. <laughs> because we didn't want McDonald's breakfast, but McDonald's wasn't serving lunch yet because it was 9 fucking 30 in the morning. Oh, wow. But like, I think we were driving in like a caravan with another group and the, the other group was like, yeah, can I get like a McDouble? And the McDonald's worker is like, sir, it's 9.30 a.m. And so we're just like, okay, well, uh, never mind. <laughs> um, but yeah, sad little pancakes and a Burger King. And then we didn't stop. We didn't, we got to Seattle at like three o'clock in the afternoon. And I was like, I'm dying. I'm so hungry. I haven't slept in like 30 hours. What's going on anymore? Oh man. <laughs> but, You're like, where, um, where is God? I, what year is it? <laughs> I don't know. Um, Driving back was probably worse. Um, we started at about 6 p.m. and uh, hit a snowstorm going into Oregon. Whoa. And so I was like, hey, man, friend, it's time for you to drive. It's your turn. I'm done. I, I'm i done. Wow. <laughs> to be fair to myself, by that point, I'd been driving for like four, five, six hours. So uh, it was, in fact, his turn. But... <laughs> um, <laughs> Uh, that was not fun, and it was much harder to stay awake on the way back because we were already tired from the weekend. Uh, but we made it uh, in one piece without getting in an accident or getting pulled over by the cops or anything exciting like that. Um, <laughs> or any excitement. Yeah, my two, I, I, my um, other friends left at about the same time as us, and then a, a couple of hours into it, one of them's like, "I'm a speedy menace," and we got pulled over by the cops. And I'm like, oh, "Okay, well." <laughs> I hope they didn't get a ticket. Oh, well. They did. They got a no. ticket, but I mean, that hurts. Not it. It does, but it's not the worst thing that could happen. They they were pretty like, well, we fucked up, but we you know whatever. Mm. Um, so it, it is tax season, as my friend pointed out. So, <laughs> <laughs> but um, it yeah, it's it's rough. It's uh, I'm probably gonna do it again next year, but it was rough. Um. I found on Sunday we were supposed to, my two friends and I were supposed to do Team Skull. Um, My friend was Guzma, my other friend was 
a grunt and I was supposed to be plumeria until I realized after tearing apart my suitcase for 20 minutes that I forgot sweatpants at home. Well, and... you know, this is more of a pussy <laughs> outlook anyway. <laughs> what? It's <laughs> like one of my favorite memes is when people plan outfits, but then there'll be no pants and someone's like, wait, but what are the pants? And then they'll be like, you know what? This is more of a pussy outlook anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe you haven't no, my seen was, any of these memes. I'll I send them to you from no now idea. on. I have no idea. But my friend was trying really hard to cheer me up and I wasn't receptive to it. If she'd said that, it might have worked a little better. <laughs> Um, I had brought, I, I, on Friday I wore my Joseph Joe Star cosplay and I had brought a uh, soy fong anticipating that I would not want to wear that costume. Um, because I, for some reason this was just like midriff con, all my planned cosplays except for soy fong were midriff bearing ones. Um, but I... I wore, I did wear Joseph, and so I was like, well, I guess I'll wear Soy Fong today. Um, so that's what I ended up doing. Ended up being my most popular costume of the weekend. Mm-hmm. But, so I guess that's kind of nice. But um, I, I am disappointed about missing out on Team Skull shenanigans <laughs> with my friends. Um, but, I, I mean, I, the, I have the costume, it's done. I can wear it a different time. I was just really, you know, upset yeah. about it at the time. Yeah. Um and then I would have made it worse if I was there, apparently. <laughs> or better. <laughs> Depends on your point of view. I'm, I have this mental image of me being all upset about it, and you're like, well, this is more of a pussy look out anyway, and I'm just like, what does that mean? <laughs> and I'm just totally distracted from my meltdown. <laughs> <laughs> I'm jumping around a lot. You know what else is suffering? Driving in Seattle. Holy shit. That was the worst. <laughs> I couldn't, like, I had to drive, like, three times around the hotel that we were supposed to be <laughs> staying in because I couldn't find the parking garage, and it turns out it's because there was no parking garage. And this is partially my fault. I didn't ask my friend about the parking arrangements before I got into the city, but also she didn't try to find out the parking arrangements before we got into the city, but that's also probably because I didn't ask and she flew in. So it wasn't important to her. So she didn't think about, you know, lots, lots of blame to go around, I guess, but um, it was a nightmare. It was really difficult. There was construction everywhere. Um, It kind of made me realize that Utah streets are very coherent by comparison. Everything's kind of on a grid and it's all numbered like, 200 400 600 etc in every direction um which is really confusing if you've never driven here before but it does make a lot of sense after you get used to it um and so i kind of learned to appreciate that because it was just a nightmare in seattle so once i got my car parked i'm like it's not leaving the garage it's it's gonna stay there all weekend until i have to pick up my friends to go home so that's that um (laughs) and uh, the last thing I have to say about SoccerCon is that their cosplay contest is a little too streamlined. Like, a lot of stuff that they did made sense. They they did their judging before um, they had everybody go on stage because they have two cosplay contests. They have the skits, and then they have the, like, costume contest, um, and they are done at separate times during the day. And I actually like that. That makes sense. Um you don't end up with this, like, multiple hours long cosplay yeah. contest in the middle of the day. Um, and for the 
just the walk-ons one, they didn't judge their on-stage performance. They just judged the costume construction. So they did that all before the contest, had everyone do their walk-ons, and then by the time that was done, the judges already knew who won. So that actually makes a lot of sense. But it seemed like they were sort of rushing. They did start it kind of late, but we ended up finishing early, so I think they went a little too fast with it. (laughs) But... They didn't, the, the one thing I'm mostly upset about is that they didn't say, like, and this is blah, 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 cosplay, cosplaying X character from Y series. They just say, and here's such and such. And then they'd get off the stage, and then the person would come on and do their thing. And I'm like, wow, this is a beautiful costume. I wish I knew what it was from. <laughs> but <laughs> uh, the, the MCs were really funny, though. They just spent the entire time saying puns. And while the audience got increasingly angry at the puns, <laughs> finally, it's like the last one they told, I think somebody was like, boo, get off the stage. <laughs> That's me. It was great. Um, so I just hope that that's not, that doesn't seem to be a precedent because my two friends were like, yeah, that was weird. They usually don't do that. So um, hopefully next year. Um, they will announce the name of the character in the series at minimum. It's kind of... It would have been nice to know what some of those costumes were. That's all I'm saying. Because yeah. they were beautiful. Um, so, a little, little too streamlined. Too fast. Don't rush it so much. Um, and then the last thing I have is not related to cosplayers soccer con at all. Um, I'm getting real mad at my coworkers Because... Oh. In the in our little, we have this teeny tiny little work gym um, with a couple of treadmills and like an electrical and some weights in it. That I sometimes on my lunch break I'll go and I'll use the treadmill. And some asshole keeps turning the heat way up to like seventy two. And uh. like yeah, maybe you come down there and it's set at sixty eight and it's cold when you first get into the room. But then you're gonna start working out and you're gonna like be pouring sweat and suffocating. So can you like? Can you not? Do they want to catch these hands? Is that what? <laughs> yeah, like, seriously, I'm, I'm running on the treadmill and I feel like I'm dying because it's so fucking hot in the room. Like, 72 is an acceptable temperature for the rest of the office, but turn turn the air conditioning in the gym down a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> Stop. But then God, God forbid I turn it down to a reasonable temperature because then everybody's mad. Like, maybe you should work out harder. Huh? Think about that. <laughs> then you'll warm up. Oh! Yeah. Oh! Oh! <laughs> Kay's on fire over here. Yeah. And not just because it's 72, because she's upset. <laughs> not just because it's 72, and I've been running on the treadmill for 20 minutes. <laughs> oh, man. I don't understand it. It seems like such a simple logic to me. You have the gym a little bit colder yeah. because you're going to be, I don't even, especially if there's like a lot of people in there. It's very, the one at my work is very small. So it heats up if there's more than like two people in the room. It's just funny because like my mom always says, are you, oh, are you going to wear a jacket to the gym? Cause it's cold out. I'm like, why would I do that? Because when I exit the gym, cause the walk to the door isn't very long. And so if by the time I exit the gym, like I'll just be sweaty and I need the cold air. Like it just, it doesn't logically yeah, sometimes make Sometimes in the sense. winter, it's nice to like yeah. go outside afterwards and your workout top and get like the blast of yeah, cold get air. Yeah, that cold air. 
the flip to that is in the summertime it's suffering because you get the blast of like yeah. the like wall oh of god. heat and you're like god i'm dying because you're done working out and you're sweating and you're on fire and you're like okay finally cold air and you open the door and you just get more heat and you're like this is betrayal <laughs> <laughs> top 10 I'm anime suffering. betrayals <laughs> <laughs> I, I just don't understand my coworkers. <laughs> Between this and listening to to the radio with their headphones <laughs> off, like yeah, I just snorted. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's just that broke me. I forgot about the fucking the yeah. the, the, the like radio until just now, and then plus this. I tweeted about that. I was like, "Am I the only person who thinks that's rude?" And I think it was Patty was like, literally set that person on fire. So I'm like, I guess yeah. not. <laughs> so, I like how he's all he like, is to oh, his is credit you? He, <laughs> to his credit he has started using headphones but my uh, other co-worker that does this has not so one at a time if they're also the co-worker who's turning up the heat they're gonna die um I don't think so In a I think weird it's multiple co-workers American that are doing the heat psycho thing. breakdown that K <laughs> <laughs> Try getting a reservation at Dorcia now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and that's my salt. <laughs> I don't. Okay, so um, my salt is that I can't. Uh, first, quick salt: uh, Bloodborne maps. Second piece of salt. <laughs> um, <laughs> Uh, so recently I reposted this gif. I retweeted it. Um, I, I don't know if y'all saw it. Um, but it was from... Yeah, I'm so sorry for dragging The Last Jedi. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you enjoy it, by the way, this this the, cannot stop your enjoyment. Nobody can stop your enjoyment of a thing you enjoy, okay? Well, actually, some people... Sometimes Morrissey's politics really, really try my enjoyment <laughs> of the Smiths. But listen, you know... You can enjoy things. That's just the way it is. That's what I want to preface this with before I start dragging The Last Jedi again. Because <laughs> we're going on a journey, my young friends. So, the first gif, Exhibit A, um, the throne room battle. If you have not seen Star Wars The Last Jedi, I'm sorry. It's too late for you. There's no going back. Um, it's out on DVD now, so I'm spoiling it for you. I'm Here comes the spoiler. Here, uh, Kylo kills Snoke. Okay, it's done. It's out there. So, so he kills Snoke, and like obviously the red guards who are standing there for some reason, instead of just being like, "Okay, guess we have a new boss now," are just like, "We're gonna fight them." Um. So, <laughs> but they're obviously like me, and they didn't actually want to fight them, um, because. This fight choreography is some of the finest fight choreography I've ever seen. In that, like, I wish if there was a musical version of Star Wars, by the way, this would be totally acceptable. Because <laughs> I don't know if you've ever seen musical fight scenes, um, a la fucking West Side Story, but they're real good, you know? Like, you don't, it doesn't bother you that people are clearly waiting for a cue to fight each other so that the dance can look good. It's a little bit harder with fight scenes in movies, and I will say that it's hard to choreograph fight scenes in movies, but I feel it's part of the job of the director and also the editor to be like, oh, that didn't look so good. Let me see if I can get this from a different angle. You know what I'm saying? Um, <laughs> try to fudge it a little bit. Uh, but no, instead they went with this fucking, this fucking, 
this beautiful scene. It's a glorious scene. It's right up there. Um, I mentioned this too when I reblogged it. That scene from Return of the Jedi where Luke goes to kick that guy and you can see where his foot clearly misses by like almost like half half a foot of distance between him AKA and the other guy. my favorite scene. Yeah, and then the like <laughs> blaster goes flying behind him and then Boba Fett, meanwhile, is just like blasting by in the background. That scene is a clusterfuck. And you know what? It came out in like 1985. So you know what? I totally forgive it. And it's hilarious because you're like, you're thinking, you're sitting there in the theater and you're like, oh, yes. Or, you know, at home now. You're like, fuck yeah, this is a terrible fucking scene. It's hilarious. God, yeah. ha ha, those old fight scene choreographies. But wait! <laughs> <laughs> then you come yeah. to a movie released in 2017 and they're back at it again. Um, back at it again, Krispy Kreme. <laughs> back at it again, Krispy Kreme is a really, really good analogy for this. So, like, I, I don't know if y'all have seen this. Tag yourself. I'm the guard who's just spinning in circles for some reason. He's not even fighting. He's not even fighting Ray. He doesn't even bother to try. He's spinning around in I'm circles. I'm the disappearing knife. <laughs> That's the other part of that get, uh, the throne room scene. But yes, also the disappearing knife that that guy has while he's fighting Ray. And someone's me, like, I'm the disappearing knife. Someone's like, couldn't... I feel like someone in editing was like, oh, fuck, he could just stab her in the back, but he did uh, just edit out the knife midway through the swing of the guy like not even between two shots in the middle of a shot they edited out the fuck in a consistent view you're not looking away at all they edited out yeah. the knife and oh boy my butt cheeks clenched in both hilarity and anger at the same time it's hard for me to get really angry about this because it's so fucking funny to look at there's also yeah. that guy who waits like a good i don't know 50 seconds for kylo ren to swing up his lightsaber and put it down on the ground before he even bothers to move just so he lets you gotta give him a fair chance he, yeah. he has to let kylo know that like he can see his lightsaber and he's gonna smack the hell out of it he's just gonna smack it all up but he doesn't actually want to damage he saw kylo without a shirt in that scene somehow in the earlier scene and he's like man i don't want to damage that so he doesn't actually want to hit kylo apparently then there's that guy who just runs he just fucking books it to the left i love him too i don't know what he's doing but he's going for the gold he doesn't even bother to fight and you can also see that they're like standing in two little circles kind of and just taking turns hitting Ray and Kylo. And that's probably one of my favorite parts. It's like that parts. fucking SNL sketch about the ninjas. Yep. Like, yeah. How are we supposed to attack them all at once? <laughs> how did you go in one at a time? <laughs> yeah. It reminds me of, um, of I don't know if, I, I think you guys have seen Brotherhood of the Wolf, but there's like that fight scene at the beginning of it um, <laughs> where the Native American dude gets off the horse and there's all those dudes dressed as ladies and he's like gonna, he's gonna fight them with a stick, but instead of them all jumping him at once, they just like one at a time come at him and I'm like, why didn't they just jump him at once? But whatever, they're taking yeah. turns. Um, they don't want to hit each other and accidentally aggro the other enemy and then they're fighting two people. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> They want to aggro the other, their fellow NPCs. Yeah. Um, God, this is such a clusterfuck. And people are like, oh, well, you wouldn't be angry about this if it, um, since you clearly weren't angry about it in Return of the Jedi. 
And I was like, right, but Return of the Jedi came out in 1985. So I think they get quite a lot more lenience than, like, this particular egregious... There are a lot of egregious scenes (laughs) in in the newest Star Wars. And like I said, it doesn't have to ruin your enjoyment. It really doesn't. I just hate when people, like, try to push subpar shit onto me and tell me that it's legitimately, objectively good. And I'm like... Mm. Mm. I mean, for that scene in particular, I enjoy it because it's bad. Yeah, and that's the thing. So, I, mean... I have no trouble, trouble, problem with people enjoying stuff, but don't try to tell me something is objectively good and genius when it's clearly not. Okay, mm-hmm. we're just we're just gonna get into this right now. Um, but yeah, that it was quite a doozy. It's some some of my favorite camera work. It's right up there with the fact that we had to get the orgasmic. Um, milking scene instead of some serious like character development. I mean, who needs serious character development when you get fucking alien titties? Um, yeah, I just, oh, I'm not really salty about it so much as I just kind of like enjoy the humor. I'm more salty about people trying to tell me that I'm just like awful for pointing out the inconsistencies or whatever. And I'm like, is it really that awful that I noticed this stuff? And then people are like, well, the prequels also had terrible fight scenes. And I'm like, right, but we all collectively agree that the prequels are objectively bad. Like, you can still enjoy them. So many people enjoy them, especially in my generation, because a lot of people grew up with those films um, versus, like, growing up with the prequels. I mean, the fuck, it's so confusing. The original three? (laughs) Yeah, I know. Where the fuck am I? So many people in my generation grew up with the prequels, so it's kind of like, yeah, I understand why they're close to you in your heart, but we all kind of objectively agree that they're not good. Um, So (laughs) why would you use that as your arguing point for, like, they're like, you weren't upset about these, and I'm like, clearly I was upset about them, because I just fucking talked about them, like, nonstop last week, Gerald. Um, Like, you know what I'm saying? Um, yeah jerry yeah bring up fucking the prequels i'll give you a three-hour speech about why they're shitty but i'm still gonna laugh at how anakin thinks it's cold in space even though they're inside of a spaceship Ah! um (laughs) with temperature control uh sorry (laughs) like to god the prequels are straight up just like the my immortal of star wars films um (laughs) but like but people are like oh you wouldn't get um a lot of these things are your favorite parts of the old films and like i argued before like yeah but like part of the reason we love the old films so much is nostalgia and like we all collectively accept that they were filmed at a time before like anybody was seriously like thinking about this kind of stuff as well as we know they were a clusterfuck because we also know how much George Lucas's wife went into the editing of those films and how crucial it was to the success of those films. So y'all also try to tell me that The Empire Strikes Back is like the best Star Wars film ever made. And I've got, I you can catch these hands is what you can catch because I fucking, <laughs> I, I will fucking shake fucking Yoda anytime. I'm coming for him. <laughs> I hate him. I hate that like, so many like older white dudes try to tell me how genius Yoda is when he's just recycling back Eastern philosophy for a Western audience all with this annoying fucking voice and he's a frog and he also always tells Luke things and I'm always like why would you say that to him if you don't want him to turn to the dark side you piece of shit and like like dude straight up died so he wouldn't have to talk about Luke's father to yeah. him like <laughs> 
Yeah, because Luke is like, is Darth Vader my father? And he's like, rest, I must. And I'm like, And no. then he just died, so he never had to have that conversation. No, he like, does. That's, I just he's recently so extra. watched it. He does say, yes, he is. But he doesn't want to continue the conversation, so he just dies. Because then he says, like, unfortunate this is. And, and then the thing is, is, like, he never trusts Luke enough to... I'm sorry. This whole thing just sent me down a spiral. He never trusts... The true salt is that I hate Yoda. Um, he never trusts Luke enough to, like, understand that Luke is clearly not his father. Like, he keeps comparing Luke to his father the whole fucking time. And also, if you watch the prequels, I feel like a lot of the shit that happened to Anakin is also directly related to Yoda being a dick. So, you know what, Yoda? (laughs) Maybe if you're just surrounded by asshole Skywalkers, maybe the problem isn't them. Maybe it's you. Maybe you're the catalyst. Okay? Okay, Yoda? If everyone an asshole they are, maybe they aren't. Maybe it's you, Yoda. Who's been the asshole this entire time. Yeah, um, the common denominator. <laughs> yeah, is fucking Yoda. And to be honest, I would have, I would have, I would have fucking rolled up to the Empire and been like, "Uh, hey, so this little green bitch is trying to tell me how to live my life, and I'm really sick of it. So can I have sex? And also, can I be a part of the Empire? And they're just like, "Yeah, join us." Can I get a Can I get a cool name and a fancy lightsaber? Yeah, can I get like John? Can I be Johnny Four lightsabers, please? Um, I would like four lightsabers, and I'd like to be called Darth Badass, um, please. Remember the dude from the animated series that has the lightsaber that like spins around like a helicopter blade and that you can fly with? Oh my god, my favorite Star is Wars that is dumb. Darth Maul loses his legs, and then they're like, what if we gave him robot legs? But then someone was like, what if we gave him robot spider legs? Oh, yeah. And not a single person was like, how did Darth Maul live when he got his legs cut off? And they're like, fuck you, Johnny. Half. It wasn't just his legs that got cut off, he got cut in half. Oh yeah. At the waist. At the waist. And that was the weird part. There's some important stuff in that general vicinity of your body. I'm so sad, because Darth Maul definitely had some weird bad dragon dick, but we'll never know, because it's gone forever. (laughs) It's... (laughs) (laughs) And that's my salt. The true salt. That Star Wars is stupid, but we love it. But we love it. It's kind of like that one friend you have that's, like, not mean at all, doesn't have a vicious bone in their body, but, like, keeps making dumb decisions, and you're like, you're so dumb, but I love you. (laughs) That's Star Wars. Or, like, a golden retriever. (laughs) You have some serious flaws, but I still love you. Someone out there is all mad that I just called their golden retriever dumb. (laughs) They are kind of dumb. I've met so many golden retrievers, and they're kind of dumb, but they're also really sweet. Even a, even a smart dog can only be so smart. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! But they are very sweet. Like I said, I don't want I don't want to make people feel bad for enjoying things that they enjoy because, like, arguably, Star Wars is not good. <laughs> Someone's gonna spank me because of this, um, and. And what I say to you is, I still enjoy it. I still have rooms full of figurines. You know what? Arguably, Kylo Ren is not a very good villain. Does that stop me from having a Kylo Ren lightsaber and, like, multiple Kylo Ren figurines and a small plushy Kylo Ren that's in my bed? No, it doesn't stop me. Because guess what? We can enjoy things that are crappy, but I also don't want you to try and tell me that things are objectively good when they aren't. 
As my sister once told her dad when she was a child, you don't have to tell people that their hair is crapped up when they already know. <laughs> Words to live by. <laughs> yeah. Your hair's crapped up. Oh. I'm still laughing at you the... don't have to you don't have to tell somebody that their hair is crapped up if they already know. <laughs> There's like so many like sound bites in this portion of the salt, like, <laughs> like freaking Darth Maul's dragon dick. What? His bad dragon. You know, bad Darth dragon. Maul's dildos. bad dragon dick is the name of this episode. Thank you. Please and thank you. It's gone. It so- <laughs> it's forever in a pit. They left it in the pit. Like, I just know some other person who's seen Darth Maul's bad dragon dick. It's just so sad when it's gone. They're like, guys, you didn't see it. There were some weird, like, bulbs and shit and some ridges, and it was, like, red and black like the rest of him, but it had some stripes, and, like, it also was prehensile, and it's just gone. Why? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> It's like a terrible Trojan condom commercial. <laughs> like the spikes on his head were crazy. Whoa. Oh my god, could you imagine if there were just like mini spikes on his dick? That would be so No, scary. we don't want to imagine. <laughs> what if they were just soft ridges that matched oh, the spike man. dicks? That would be okay. Ribbed for their pleasure, yeah. Like Oh my god, whoever Darth Maul is having sex with, we don't I don't I don't know his sexual orientation at all. <laughs> Are you googling it? <laughs> I just heard furious typing right now. <laughs> Darth Maul's sexual orientation. No. What I, is Darth Maul's I thought penis it was that he like? had like a wife and children. So I'm like, <laughs> did he did I imagine that? Is that a different character? Oh my god. <laughs> He does have that very emotional scene at the end when he's dying and Obi-Wan's like holding him. I think about it a lot. <laughs> and when I'm trying to sleep at night, I'm like, remember that scene where Obi-Wan's like holding Darth Maul? Oh my god. And Darth Maul's like, I'm dying again. <laughs> I'm sorry. How fast did they have to pick up his body to like just be like, okay, robo legs, we're good. I have yeah. so many questions about how. It's just the fact up- that he fell, right? Like, when did the fall kill yeah, him? He if fell. He, was- <laughs> he fell into that pit. So, like, if the cutting in half didn't kill him, then the falling. I mean, maybe whatever. I I've talked about what kind of alien he is before, but like maybe they're just extra resilient to fall. But I. Like, yeah, like, he even ricocheted off the wall, didn't he? <laughs> like, listen, don't worry about it. Can we just play that scene with the voice clip of me talking about his bad dragon dick? So, like, it's just, like, 30 seconds of um, Darth Maul falling down that fucking chasm, and then... I'm gonna do that for the clip next week. I'm just gonna... Have him falling down like the pit scene. that's shooting stars by a bad grader. <laughs> and me, meanwhile, it's just, like, his bad dragon dick... Gone forever! Somebody probably already made the bag raiders part of that video, but... <laughs> Lost oh, yeah. 
to the annals of time. I wanted to do that. I, w- I almost thought about um, spending actual time taking that one um, red guard who was spinning around in circles and editing him out of that gif and just having him spin around forever through the entire Star Wars series to fucking shooting star. Uh, like the... Like the um... The uh, Emperor Palpatine one that I yeah. sent you. <laughs> My favorite of the shooting stars meme. Oh, man. <laughs> uh. Well, moving on to imported salt. <laughs> that was a time. That was a time. I apologize. Um, no, that was hilarious. Um... Our first imported salt comes from 50 Dexterity, probably, <laughs> at 99 Dexterity. Hey there, Salt Lords. Um, actually going to keep this one short, I promise. I'm actually salty that the vast majority of the Dragon Ball Fighter Z online experience is having to stomach rage quitters. It seems to happen every time I start getting the upper hand in a match. I play Captain Ginyu on my team, and honestly, anytime I hit his body swap super on someone, it's an instant disconnect. Why, Salt Lords? Why? Man, just take the hit, the the loss hit to your records. Don't be a baby and rage quit. Like <laughs> one yeah. time, my friend rage quit the Guitar Hero demo at um, at Best Buy. <laughs> it wasn't even a full game. It was a demo, <laughs> and he was in public. <laughs> and I think oh, about it all the time. <laughs> Whenever I hear does, rage um, quit, my brain immediately goes to that. Does Dragon Ball Fighters have uh, any kind of system in place for punishing rage quitters? Oh, I know Street Fighter Five yeah. does. I mean, um, probably don't. Not yet, anyways. And I think um, Killer Instinct has like a rage quitter purgatory. I'm not sure if it. Maybe it's not Killer Instinct, but some fighting game has like a rage quitter purgatory where like mm. if you rage quit yeah. a bunch, you get stu- you get stuck fighting against other rage quitters and only other rage quitters. That would be cool. <laughs> it's an unstoppable yeah, like, uh... force meets an unstoppable force. <laughs> 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 yeah, the yeah, object um... is gone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, doesn't uh, Overwatch have that now? Like, there's a big old thing that's uh, like, if you just quit, you'll be punished for it or something like that. Yeah, you get punished, which really sucks because sometimes my internet just goes out. And one time I got the warning because it I dropped in the middle of the match. And I was like, there has to be some weird way for them to know that my fucking, I don't know, my system just went out. Because I don't want to get fucking punished for yeah. not have doing anything I don't think wrong. there is a way. It's just like, did you disconnect in the middle of the match? Yes or no? I didn't mean. I don't know if it could be so sophisticated to be like, Officer, I didn't mean to quit in the middle of a game. I was dropped, and I was in the middle of what was going to be play of the game. I was was framed. I was framed. (laughs) But, yeah, man, I don't know. That sucks, John. Like, hopefully they do implement some kind of, like, punishment system, because that does suck to be mid game and especially like if you're on a comeback uh, like a comeback and it's Don't like, call it's like it a comeback. yeah because <laughs> they just disconnected <laughs> so you can't call it that um yeah i don't know man this sucks go captain ginyu <laughs> <laughs> so who wants to take the next one I don't have the dock open, and I have it for this oh. entire time because I never did find oh. it. So I can't. Oh, do- oh no! <laughs> uh, well, I feel like 
Um, I should take the last one since it's oh, okay. basically directed at me. <laughs> cool. Well, I'll just take the next one short anyways then. Um, it comes from our uh, good friend, Visceral Queen, or some say Cosm, who um, actually was on uh, Don't Give Up Skeleton this week, or listener last week. Um, so you can hear her cool soul st- story, which like I think all of us were like, "Go on the podcast, go on the podcast," and so she finally she finally went on. So it's cool, and you get to hear her cool um, uh, Australian accent, and yeah, not me because I can't be horny on Maine. Hey! <laughs> that was for you, Caitlin. After all the sweet, wonderful things you've ever said about me, I'm back. <laughs> Well, our uh, sweet tentacle mom says, also, when Kay died, I was an invader and couldn't help and was spamming point at Kay. It's not my fault. So uh, for context, uh, you can go this back. This message is all in caps. And it, she yeah. she sent a longer message that was sort of, um, it was not salt, so I cut it out. Uh, but it was very sweet. So thank you, Caitlin. But um, yeah, she said she said this, and it was in reference to when Jake let me die in Budborn. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and I I do remember it was me. And Jake Jesse. doesn't even fight me on that. The only it reason happened. I turned around when Kay was getting killed was because uh, she was pointing. So she was pointing because uh, I was like, "What is she pointing at?" And I turned around and I hear Kay go, <laughs> "Yeah, me going? Are you guys gonna fucking help me or what?" <laughs> Yeah, and, and meanwhile, like, this is, this I'm still my... like we're at Hogwarts. <laughs> yeah, and I, I have the. This is why I'm not fighting it because I know I was wrong. I had never seen what um, Caitlin's character was wearing, so I was like, "Is that a snake on her like <laughs> on her coat?" And she's pointing the whole time, and they're just like, "Are you gonna freaking help me, Jake?" And I'm like, "She's got snakes on her like coat, okay?" Like. <laughs> I she was wearing the Tomb Inspector set, I think. Yeah, I had never seen that set before, so I was like, "Whoa!" I don't remember where you get it. Maybe that's a uh, Chalice Dungeon thing. Mm, uh, yeah, I've seen other people with it, but yeah, even I was like, "What? Does she have a snake on?" <laughs> yeah, I was like, "Is that a snake?" Is she yeah. wearing? There's, a, a there's snake? an NPC that wears it too. Oh, yeah, and the whole so time creepy. she's like, "Turn around, go that way." <laughs> I and know. I'm like, snacks. Snacks. <laughs> Snackies. The only yeah. dick move was possibly when she uh, when she just killed Jake right before we went into the boss battle. And I know I know she said she didn't know how low his health was. And to be fair, like, she didn't because even Jake thought he healed. But he clearly yeah, didn't. Yeah, I thought I did. Um, I was the only one that saw that his health was no, at zero. No, I saw it too. That's why I, I said something to him. But then he was just like... I was like, maybe he just he's just gonna heal when we get to the top of the ladder, but then he was murdered yeah, by a, by an assassin. You know what it was? I went back and I looked at it. It was um, I I actually healed when we went up the ladder because I got hit by those like poison mm. knives that those people were throwing. But as we were running across, one of those like gargoyles hit me with their like like I don't uh, know wind attack, the sonic boom. Yeah. <laughs> And I didn't heal from that, and so that's why in my mind I was like, oh, I had healed, but I didn't heal from that encounter. And I didn't realize how much damage you took from it. Like, it, it, 
Oh yeah, no. It I mean, we were under leveled, so yeah. yeah. And you know the so. the ghost, right? Like it hit me twice, and I was dying. And Jake was just sitting there talking to Tentacle Mom, <laughs> and I was like, "Uh, Jake," because yeah. they hit hard. Yeah, I kind of like that. Uh, our Kinghurst adventure was was uh, a time. I kind of like that we went in under leveled a little bit though, because it was kind of a "What the fuck is happening?" sort of. Yes. I, and that was my first experience with Kanehurst. So, like, my entire idea of Kanehurst is, like, this terror zone of... I mean, it is a terror zone, but an even more terror zone that I think it is, like, intended Kane to hurts. be. Kanehurst. 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 I definitely should leave, like, I, I feel like... You know what? Someone else talked about, um, or, like, did a stream of Kanehurst during Christmas time, and I'm like, I knew I wasn't crazy. Like, it's totally <laughs> Christmassy. Like, my, I mean, like, I would say minus the ghosts, but um, a Christmas Carol has ghosts. So, the the, the blood sucking ticks, though, that's a little, you know, not so much. Well, that's kind of like a red, Hallmark movie. Like, if you red, think about it. Red is the, the blood color. Sucking ticks are? <laughs> red yeah. is a Christmas color. So the blood sucking ticks are drinking blood, which is red. So Christmas. And if you kill them, red goes everywhere if they're all engulfed. And yeah, I found that out. I, those enemies are really out of place in that zone. I wonder if maybe they like yeah. didn't mean for them to be there, but they had them finished. Because they are in the DLC too. Yeah. But. I mean, I've, I've seen, like, people talk about why they might be there, and, like, some people came up with some plausible reasons, and other people are just like, I have nothing. Yeah. yeah. Well, while we're talking about Painhurst, um, so, like, by the elevator that goes up to the boss room, you know, like, the shortcut, mm-hmm. there's, like, a, um, a little path that goes down into, like, a valley, and I'm always like, you should never go down there, that's the dark place, but I don't remember why I feel that way about it. <laughs> And I just thought about that now because I'm like, oh, we got to stay out of there oh, when I we should, were playing it. But I don't remember why. I should go down there and I'll tell you <laughs> Report why. Report back. I will. Investigative Report journalism. Back. Investigative journalism. <laughs> I'll go because I don't really have any souls on that game right now. So I'll just go back to Kanehurst and uh, go down that little area and tell you what happens because I don't have any soul. Uh, not souls, blood echoes. You know what I'm saying. I don't think there's anything down there, but there must be like more maybe there's like a bunch of those ticks down there or something and that's why i didn't want to go down there you're like that yeah. was the you you fucking straight up lion king dust right there you're like that's the dark <laughs> shadowy place never go there <laughs> yeah straight up yeah. all right yeah. and our last one is from adrian alvarez at rainor 1337 not actual salt, but a story involving Persona 5 because I hardly played any games this week. I went into Sportsman's Warehouse to buy lighter flute for my <laughs> Zippo lighter. I don't smoke, I just use my lighter as a fidget cube. And when I pass the guns and ammo section, my head starts playing that one song that plays when you visit the Airsoft shop in Persona 5. And I gotta tell you, Ray, when I read this um, DM, I definitely started hearing that song in my head. So <laughs> I know exactly which one you mean. <laughs> that was another cosplay I saw at SoccerCon. There was an EY... Uh, the gun shop owner from Persona 5 cosplayer running around. Oh, wow. Which was unexpected, but very cool. Yeah. Let's hear it for the cosplayers who do those weird, unexpected cosplays. <laughs> you hey. guys are heroes. Yeah. Um, yeah, so thank you everybody for writing in. Um, if you have some salt or just 
um, like our friend Joan, who just likes letting us know that she's doing okay, and we're happy to hear that, that she's doing great. Um, you can do that. Just DM us, and we'd love to hear from you. Just go to at PodcastSalt, and you can be on our show. Um, speaking of Twitters, where can we find everybody on the internet? Okay, how about we start with you? You can find me on Twitter and Twitch as Humanity Upgrade, and on Facebook as Crowfeather Cosplay. Hey. Oh, are you going to have your, your cool SakuraCon pictures up there on Facebook? or? Um, I don't have a ton of them, but I might post some. I, I swear someday I'm going to start using that <laughs> page more. I am I just started on my new project, so I'll probably post pictures of that. Oh, very cool. <laughs> yeah. So check out the Facebook. And Jesse, where can we where can we find you on the internet? You can find me at Filthy Wizard on Twitter and at Filthy Magic User, not at ugh, one day I'll get that right. And as Filthy Magic <laughs> User on Tumblr. Hey, and you can find me on Twitter at Jake underscore Lionheart. Um, and I think I have all my links there, um, so check that out. There's music and and all kinds of other stuff that um, you should check out, and it's all free. And um, unfortunately, Nikki wasn't here with us, but hey, we gotta shout her out. So if you wanna hang out with uh, Nikki and send her some tweets, she's at Lost Panda, and I think that's all she has, right? Lost yeah. Panda, yep. and she's got her Final Fantasy 14 character, but I'm pretty sure she has a link in the bio for that. So check yeah. that out. And hey, guess what, listeners? Not only are we on iTunes and Fireside, but now we're on Spotify. So if you're, yeah, that's that's pretty awesome. So uh, if you uh, you're getting tired Dan's of listening, where's Dan's dad to be like, can we listen to you on Spoofy? <laughs> Spoofy, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So if you're getting tired in between, like listening to Drake or uh, whatever is is popping right now, uh, that new Cardi B, I guess you can type in the Salt Report. And uh, we're the, we're the Cardi B of podcasts on Spotify. So, <laughs> make sure you follow, and uh, yeah, you can play. And it looks like it, it updates pretty fast because, like, when I um, uploaded the episode um, today or last week, it uploaded relatively pretty fast. So, yeah. So if if, I, if you don't like iTunes, you can now find us on Spotify. Um, if you want to help out the show, you can give us a review on iTunes. Um, you can, I guess, follow us on Spotify. I don't know how that helps us, but it'd be cool if we say you following us there. <laughs> and if you want to support the show like so many of you wonderful listeners do and make this show just a blast to keep making for you, you can go to Kofi and uh, give us a donation. So if you go to ko-fi.com forward slash salt report, um, you can buy us a coffee and it keeps the show going. I mean, it's a free show it'll always be a free show um but you have no idea how much your support means to us and encourages us to just make you guys laugh and um talk about bad dragon dicks on the internet so um with that i guess we'll see you guys all next week bye